welcome to the Atomic Eats Podcast. My name is Dave, and joining me tonight is an extra super-packed group of people who are extremely excited to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, Tom is with me. Excited we are. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Jenny is also here. I can't solve that one. No. Nope. <laughs> Uh, JD, who hasn't been on in a long time, so welcome back, JD. Beep boop beep boop 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 beep boop boop. boop. <laughs> that was a valiant <laughs> effort. I like it. I, like I it. tried. I tried so hard to be BB-8. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. I thought maybe it was maybe. R2D2. Maybe I. I don't know their names. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's a lie. I'm just kidding. That's a I'm lie. just kidding. Um, and a special guest, Amelia from the Geekly Planet and the Marvel Report. I can't top either of those, so hi. <laughs> oh, but you thought about it. That was good. It's the thought. I that did counts. the whole time. I was like, "Come on, think of something. Think of something." Didn't get anything. <laughs> All right. So right off the top, we've done a Force Awakens preview, which had no spoilers in it. I've done a Force Awakens review on AtomicEaton.com with no spoilers in it. This is going to be all spoilers. So if you have not seen Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens, stop, pause, go see it now. I don't know why you're waiting. And then come back and listen to it, because you're not going to want to know all of this going in. All right. Very very well-written review, too, Dave. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Good, good job pandering. I'm just saying I liked it. I thought you did a good job. Thank you. All right. So, <clears throat> um, I guess first impressions going around the room. Uh, did you enjoy? Did it live up to the hype, Jenny, for you? Yes. I felt like I was five year old, five years, five years old. I can't talk. I talk like a five year old <laughs> when I left. Like I, I smiled. I was cheering us doing everything through the whole movie. It was, it was everything I wanted it to be. Did, was there cheering for anybody when like the opening crawl started? Oh yeah. My theater went off. Well, you live, when, yeah, you live in LA area. Uh, I think, that, yeah. I think that, 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 that helps. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a factor. Not for, it, there was probably about 15 people in the theater when I saw it. It was, I saw it on the Sunday, an early morning showing. So there was no cheering. Or 15. Anything. Really? Probably. Yeah. It was amazing that we were able to get in there like that. One of the three times I've seen it now, uh, it was a 10 AM show and it was sold out. Yes. Yeah, it was at 11. Crazy. It was at 1120 on the Sunday morning. It was, yeah, it was the Sunday of the opening weekend that I went. Yeah, that was me too. Uh, JD, was there any cheering in your theater? No, I went on. I just saw it this Tuesday, I th- or last Tuesday, on like at eleven o'clock p.m. And there was it was packed though, but there were no cheering. Amelia, other than yourself, was there cheering? Yes, the the, <laughs> the whole theater was cheering. Yeah, uh, several times, not just in the beginning. Uh, see, for I was in a theater the first time I saw it with. People that bought their tickets at a comic book store. It was a comic book store screening. And there was no cheering until, like, the end of the movie when it was, you know, the credits were rolling. Like, they're happy because the movie was good. Like, I was surprised. I thought there would be a lot more cheering. I thought there would even be cheering when, like, they did the X-Men trailer or the Star Trek trailer. That's how geeky and I was expecting this screening to be. But, yeah, but some of that stuff, it's so filtered out now. Everybody's seen all those. Right, right. There was cheering for the Civil War trailer in my theater. Was there, was there Amelia crying during the Civil War trailer? I survived because <laughs> that man trailer happened before it, and I was just staring at the screen really pissed. 
so. Oh, so you were more angry then. <laughs> yeah. That, that's fair. All right. Um, who did I ask first? Jenny? Okay, Tom, what was your overall? Uh, did it live up to the hype for you? I actually, I loved it, and it was what led me into it, because I had read Jenny's, she posted on Facebook, I smiled so much, my face still hurts. So I went into it, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be awesome. And you know what? Lived up to every moment. I don't care about the multiple trailers we had seen, the theories we had read. It was, for me, perfect. It, by leaps and bounds, lived up to everything I was hoping for. Amelia? It lived up to all the hype. Uh, I have not seen it again for reasons that I am sure we will get into later. Okay. <laughs> but it was it was perfect and it was amazing and I was not disappointed. All right, I saved the best for last. JD, Star Wars rookie. Okay, uh, so going into this, I have not seen any other Star Wars other than this movie, but I didn't get like the hype behind it. It was a good movie, but to me, it wasn't, like, amazing. Like, my jaw never dropped. I didn't think the fight scenes were all that awesome. It was just kind of like, meh, it's okay. For now, see, for you seeing it now without seeing the other ones, it's going to kind of be hard to see the other ones and still get the feels of this one. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. And I like I get that, and I understood it, but like I think I've gone so long without seeing Star Wars that like it I wouldn't have enjoyed them all that much anyways. Like I might as well go see the newest one and try and like it, and it was good. It just I didn't think it was particularly great, like everyone else is saying it is. Hmm. That kind of that doesn't surprise me at all, though, because it's the storyline that we've all grown up with. You know, it's the the force, you know, are you part of the dark side or are you part of the force? Are you the Jedi? So we mm-hmm. grew up with that whole mentality. So we know why Han Solo is so, so crucial to the storyline. We mm-hmm. know why princess Leia is so crucial to the storyline. We're curious. Where's Luke? Cause he's a huge part of it. The storyline, everything about it. Like when they introduced a new character in this movie, I think we were already a fan of or cited one way or another because we had that line, that that kind of ground line of are we for the dark side, are we for the Jedi? You know, we've already picked our teams and we were excited for any time they showed Captain Phasma or any time they showed Finn. Like, we knew what side we were on. So it doesn't surprise me, JD, without you having that mm-hmm. background, and especially it being so ingrained in you your entire life. Because you missed that whole part where with us, that was our whole childhood. We, and we, I guess, were, I would yeah. say, we were on that side or we were on the opposing side. I'd say even less than that. You hear about something, it gets hyped up enough for you. It's never going to live up to the hype when it's that right. much of a right. – like so many people love it. And then you get to see it and you're like, uh. You might. Well, I just – the biggest thing for me was the story kind of sucked. Like I'm not going to lie. Like it just – the story felt really basic. Like it was like <clears throat> there's this chip that takes you to this guy. So – protect the guy who has the chip and then destroy the big thingy. Like that's literally all the story was to me. Oh, and but then, see, okay. See, you missed a lot then. Cause there's so much more that happens story wise. Yeah. But like, I'm sure that's something that like you picked up on. Cause you've like, 
you've already seen the other six movies. Like, to me, it was just, like, there's this really good guy that we want to find that's Leia's brother and, like, this other guy, or Harrison Ford's best friend. And, like, to me, it was just very simple because I didn't catch, didn't pick up on the references because I hadn't seen any of the other ones. I think it goes to what Jenny said. Jenny said it perfectly. I don't think JD had the emotional attachments that some of us have had. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, I mean, I remember being a kid. This is what you grew up on. I had every toy, everything, you know, and then you bring out the prequels and you're just excited all over again. And now here this comes. And my son even said, he goes, I can only imagine that people were this excited at the beginning of the prequel episodes when they came out. So but at the time at the time, times, no, no. Tom. but at the time you were excited. True. When they were well, when they were coming out, you were excited, but they you know, they were a bit of a letdown. But the excitement was still there. To that, though, Tom, because like even though the prequel sucked, they explain Anakin Anakin's whole rise of why he has to eliminate all the Jedi. And yes. there's an entire an entire movie just about him and his group going after to kill all the Jedis. Without yes. having that background, it wouldn't make sense then on why Luke Skywalker is hiding. Because he is the last of the Jedi. Yeah, agreed. I'm sorry. It would, you know? but... <laughs> but doesn't that one... Doesn't Rey have, like... Isn't she a Jedi? All right, let's... She just has, like, the Force? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, okay. This is an interesting... Now I don't know how to take this with somebody who didn't enjoy it as much as the rest of us. Okay. I mean... Go ahead and try and convince me that it's fantastic. I don't need I, to do I, that. I honestly, no, no, no. We don't. We're not like, going to be able to do that. No, I know. We and like, can't I really, without really, you seeing the other one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really like, want to love Star yeah. Wars. Honestly, like I feel so bad that I don't. But like I don't know, like if there's a chance for me to love it ever again. I think, I think if you go back and you watch the the previous six, and you're going to go, oh, I get it now. I yeah, think at I this think point, at this like point, it. don't even bother with the prequels. Just four, five, yeah. and six. Yeah, four, five. That's why I've heard. Just yeah. skip the first three. They're not yeah. worth anyone's time. Go back, you know, They're... after that, and say, "All right, maybe I'll watch them now." But watch those three first, because at this point, it doesn't matter. See, I, I disagree. I think you, and like I said before, I'm not pushing the prequels because they're really bad, and yeah. they will totally jade your first out, your whole point of view on the on the movies if you base them off the prequels, but. Everybody that watched three, four, and five, because they've been four, out for so six. long. Four, five, and six. I'm sorry. Um, since they've been out so long, everybody knew the story of Anakin, and they knew the story of Darth Vader. Somebody like JD might not, though. I mean, he's probably heard some stuff, but it's it's good to have that background of like where Anakin came from and why he became Darth well, Vader. Right. You know, like, I think he needs that background in order to appreciate the storyline of this one because the storyline is so parallel to the beginnings of Darth Vader that that's why we, I think, appreciate it so much because we have that background. It's like I history with, repeating I, itself. I agree with you, but a day, I see where Dave's going with this. Four, five, and six, actually, you don't need to know where he came from to watch this movie. You really don't. Four, five, and six sets you up to this is Darth Vader. That's all you need to know. If you want to go back and figure out who Darth Vader was, yes. Now you go but back I, and I'm, watch one, two, three. And I agree with you. It, before they, this they, movie they came they were out, bad, I would but they agree served a purpose. They served a purpose of storytelling to see where we got. Okay. What? <laughs> we should move on. But now, uh, one is completely useless to the, the entire saga. 
I'll agree Does, with that. Doesn't need to be in there at all, other than to introduce a cool bad guy that they kill in the first movie. Terrible. One and two you can take off, but I, I think three should be in everybody's. No, because two is what starts him down the path. Mm-hmm. So you need two for that reason only. Right. Two is what sets him, like, where he starts making selfish decisions, where he kills uh, all of the, 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 sand, all of the people. sand people because they killed his mother. And that's what leads, that's kind of the catalyst, uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. down that path. And two and three, I think, would be the only two you actually need to watch if you're, if I'm going by your reasoning, Jenny. <clears throat> I just totally disagree that I you don't, you, I, mean, I respectfully disagree that you need to watch them at all because if I had just watched four, five, and six and watched that, you know, it's hard to tell now because I have watched the prequels. It's- so well, here's here's what I'm saying though. I think before this movie came out, yeah, only watch four, five, and six. That's all you need because that's the best of the stories, mm-hmm. and that is the grounds of the best characters. You only you don't nobody cares about Anakin Skywalker. They only care about Darth Vader. You know, I totally get that. But what I'm saying is that with the storyline of this last movie, you need that basis that was provided in two and three. I'll agree with one one. Had an awesome villain, and that was about it. But two and three had elements of story that you kind of need for it to relate to this one because I don't think it's explained that well in four, five, and six. I think there's a really little bit in three when you know everything goes down. But yeah, it's I, explained. I, I think it's explained in six when Obi Wan's yeah. ghost talks to Luke about the 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 certain point of view of calling you know saying. Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker, and then he goes right. on to explain what the, what he meant by that. Uh, I think that kind of tells you. I don't know. It, you know, I don't the, know. The I, way, I'm sticking to it. I think the only way we would know. The only way we would know is if JD watched four, five, and six. There's only one. There's <laughs> the really thing only, is there's one. I line, think I'm going to. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Go. There's one line in this movie that makes you go, oh, what? what is he talking about? When Kylo Ren says, "Hey, can we get an army of clones?" You're like, well, I don't know what he's talking about. That's one, two, and three. That's yeah, really, I figured that was like the Clone Wars, which he would have reference to because of the cartoons and and all well, that. Yeah, had you watched all that, yes. Well, he didn't, no, just hearing about it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, all right, JD, were you going to yeah. say something? One more thing. I I feel like I'm going to watch one, two, and three first the prequels, instead of okay. four or five because I've heard that a lot of the reason people don't like them is because they're bad Star Wars movies. They're not actually like bad movies in general. Like, they just, they're not good Star Wars movies. All right, hang on, hang on. Round table. Round table. Tom, are one, two, and three good movies? Uh, not so much. Jenny? No. And the acting's <laughs> really bad. Amelia? It's it takes a special kind of talent to make a tremendous actress like Natalie Portman look bad, and they pulled it off. Not yeah. just Natalie Portman, but Ewan McGregor okay. is a great actor, I think. Yeah, and Liam- so is Liam Neeson. <laughs> And so, they so they really them. are that Hayden, bad, man. Hayden is, is that his name? Hayden? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's painful, JD. It's terrible. It's so painful to watch. And again, these are we're, we're all, I, I think we're all Star Wars diehards, so we might have a different kind of bias towards the, three, the prequels. But it is tough to watch as just a movie fan because the acting is terrible. The writing is really bad. And, and it is CGI up against your head. Can you can you sit through three hours of CGI Senate hearings? Oh God, no! I die because <laughs> that's, that's the that's worst. Rough, rough. 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 Yeah, 
trade route discussions and uh, lots of robots dying. It's, uh, it, you know, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about the future <laughs> and not the past. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I just have notes here. I don't think we need to go plot point by plot point of what happens. I could just say what happened, kind of, and then we'll just talk about it. I think we'll start with the beginning of the movie. At the beginning of the movie, we see a nice big Star Destroyer and all these different little ships coming out of it, and then we get introduced to Jakku which is the planet that we've all been hearing about if you've been paying attention to the trailers and toys and things like that. Um, we get this meet right away, Poe Damero, Dameron, excuse me. I was looking at a different name and then I'm thinking of his. Poe Dameron. Um, easily, I think, my favorite uh, character to not have a lot of screen time. <clears throat> Agreed. I, I love this character played by Oscar Isaac. And uh, you get to see later his, his, his expert pilot, skills and uh his his wit and sarcasm are tremendous when he meets kylo ren well we'll get to it in a second um he's meeting with max von sydow's character max von sydow is kind of a big name mm-hmm. and he's Name all- the merciless that's right sorry <laughs> there you go i was waiting on jenny i was waiting on <laughs> and he's Amelia, if you don't know i anytime i can throw flash gordon into a conversation it's gonna happen okay Just- uh, I watched Ted 2 this weekend, and it was awful. I only say that because Flash Gordon is a heavy part of both those movies, and Ted 2 is it's terrible. Oh, no. The first one was funny, though. It was Sam Jones just smoke, uh, snorting a bunch of cocaine. So, yeah. anyways, back to Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so, Max von Sydow's character is Lor Santeca, and he's meeting with Poe Dameron. Uh, Max von Sydow is in this movie for cumulatively, like, 15 minutes, and I think we're going to get to know more about him. And maybe this is me reaching because he talks about knowing Leia before she was a general, when she was a princess, he knew who Kylo Ren was before he turned to the dark side. So my theory is maybe he's on Jakku to kind of watch over Ray. Um, unbeknownst to her. I don't know, but he also had a knowledge of the force. Not that he was force sensitive, but he had a knowledge of the force. Uh, anybody else have a take on that character at all? Or was he just meant to die? I'm hoping to go further with it because that's he knows a lot. And he was, like you said, 15 minutes maybe. He knows a lot for a character that was just that quickly expendable. I I agree, but I I don't think he's a crucial character by any means. I just think he was somebody that was tied into the whole rebellion, you know, back in the day. And he wasn't, he was entrusted with the key piece of Luke's whereabouts. Uh, so there is a story somewhere between him and Luke, but what that is, I don't know if it's critical to us knowing that story, but it could be fascinating. All right. Um, I just think to go with what Jenny said, you could have done that with anybody. You didn't need to have a big name actor to do that. I think with, with Max being in that role, that had to be, there's gotta be a reason that it was a high-profile guy in that character. That's just, I mean, I'm thinking outside the box, like no, not conspiracy theory in it or anything, but that guy was, he was placed there for a reason. And Poe tells him to run. Like, he knows exactly who he is. You need to run and hide. Right, and instead he essentially sacrifices himself because right, uh, right after that we see a bunch of TIE fighters and then Kylo Ren's ship uh, approaching this village and there's a big assault on the village, a lot of people dying and things like that. And we get introduced to 
Um, Kylo Ren, BB-8 is, you know, playing heavily in this part. Uh, Captain Phasma and Finn as well. Uh, Finn, we don't really see his face, but we know him as FN-2187 at this point. And he gets a little blood on his helmet. Do you think this person that is, like, emotionally connected to him, and this is what really triggers him to start um, turning on his forced order uh, mindset? Or is this just a, a, you know, a fellow troop next to him? Because it seemed like there was maybe a little bit more to it. I Okay, I'm going to tap in here because there's two scenes that are driving me crazy with it. I don't think it was anything you know, spectacular. I think that it's just, this is his first battle and now he knows how real it is, right. you know, and just seeing the blood. I think it's more that than anything else. But there's that whole scene later on where he like, he grabs the lightsaber and he's about to fight the one star trooper that calls him a traitor. There's a lot more going on in that dynamic than just a random star trooper wanting to beat his ass. It was like a full on, I hate you now because you're a traitor and they know each other. Okay. Except they don't go into, they don't dive into it. So, well, let's, although I don't think that there needs to be a story, I think that there is a story. Does that make sense? Yeah, let's dig into it a little bit. The First Order and what Finn is as far as a Stormtrooper goes. Uh, and for JD, this is different than what we've seen from other Stormtroopers, or at least this is more information than what we've gotten before. In, okay. In the prequels, they're all clones. They're yeah, all, that's what I thought. Yeah. In the, the 4, 5, and 6, there's like an academy... That we know of. We don't really see anybody with their helmet off, so it's hard to tell if they're, if they're clones. But I'm assuming they're not clones anymore, because a lot of time has gone by. And that these are people that, you know, signed on to be a part of the army type of thing. And then now, there's this first order where you hear it in this movie. They take babies from their families, and then they essentially get programmed mm-hmm. uh, to fight for the first order. So it's it's interesting to me that this is, I guess... I guess probably not the only one because they have a protocol for programming or reprogramming. They, the Captain Phasma says it later that he was to be reprogrammed or whatever. And uh, so, but to be this much uh, awakened or whatever, when this partner dies and he kind of realizes all these innocent people are dying and him realizing it's the wrong thing to do, I guess. Um, but then there's a moment later that we'll talk about in just a second. And again, like Jenny said, this is his first battle. So maybe that has a lot to do with it. But yeah, the the first order taking kids from their families to never be seen again. That's a nice touch for being, you know, evil core. Plus, that is probably going to be the biggest cosplay of this coming year is going to be the Stormtrooper with the blood swipe. Which is an awesome visual. Probably. It's totally visual. Well, I mean, when you think about it, you don't see a lot of blood in all the other movies. Well, the Stormtroopers, the Stormtroopers can't hit anything in all the other movies. This one, <laughs> they finally hit things. Well, no, they right. get hit, though. <laughs> so you would think there'd be something. But yeah, there's blood, and uh, you get to see someone take their helmet off, and you get to hear women's voices under a Stormtrooper helmet twice. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I think it's there's a brand something. new universe. I think there's something to it because the way he kind of gets emotional, I think he breaks his, something about the, like you said, Dave, with the programming, he kind of breaks it. But at the same time, you see Kylo Ren look back at him like he knows it too. Well, that's what I was going to get to, but thanks for jumping the gun. Uh, there's a cool, Snap. <laughs> there's a cool moment. Calm down, kids. Uh, uh, Poe Dameron gets, gets the information <laughs> away inside of BB-8. And he gets away, 
And uh, real quick, the key that has this information looks a lot like the key from Man of Steel. I don't know if anybody else thought the same thing. It looks exactly like that thing. That... <laughs> it looks pretty much the same. Well, we're just combining universes. It's all connected, yeah, right? That's it. Dave, uh, look, we've got super, we've got we've got Star Wars, Superman, and Flash Gordon all in the same movie. Maybe Star Wars has a Krypton. I don't know. Um, real, real quickly, though, while we're talking about props, you did notice they brought the trash can back, though, right? Oh yeah. JD, did you catch up that there was the a droid walking, that just looks like a recycling bin? The walking garbage can? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite. Even in the, the originals. Every time I see that, I'm like, nice one. Did you um, run out of parts? <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have a lot to work with back then. True. Uh, they did have pretty much a Roomba driving around being scared by a Wookiee. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, we get to see Kylo Ren freezing a gun blast. I don't think we've ever seen the Force used that way before. That, that was pretty was sweet. Awesome. <laughs> and then they walk past it and just kind of give it a look. Yeah, like, oh. I loved it. <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, the, the confrontation between Kylo Ren and Poe Dameron was hilarious. Uh, Poe saying, you know, who talks first? Do you talk, I talk? And then um, the part about I can't hear you with the apparatus and just the introduction to what Poe is and who he, who he could be, I think, in the future. I, I think, I hope we get to see a lot more of him in episode eight than we did in this movie, but we'll see. I, I can't imagine we don't. I um, think we have to. He He's become a fan favorite right from jump. Right. Okay, so he's taken, uh, Kylo Ren just kills Max von Sydow's character, and then they kill uh, everybody in town. They kill all of them, and Finn doesn't shoot his gun when he's ordered to, but as Kylo Ren's walking back to his starship, he does notice or sense something from Finn's, I don't know, lack of doing his job or something, mm-hmm. or maybe his his awakening. Perhaps the Force. I didn't Perhaps. get a. I didn't get a real Finn is a you know Jedi type feel from him throughout this entire movie. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but They're I also. Totally- Pointing that way, though, you guys got very, it. Uh, he's he's very sloppy with that saber later. So no, no. I, I would I don't know mm-hmm. if I agree about that, but we'll get there and we'll talk about it. Uh, Isn't okay. there a whole like maybe maybe you guys know more about this than mine? What is the deal with the lightsabers? Like, because wasn't it like it can only be wielded by those with the force? Mm-hmm. Am I no. remembering this wrong? Oh, no. No, not everybody can. No, Han used it. To, saber, right Han, Han used it to open up. A, a, okay, good point. A, good God, I can't remember the name of those smelly things on the inside. Uh, yeah. Tauntaun. Uh, Tauntaun. Tauntaun. Yes, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Prior to this episode, Han Solo was the only non-Jedi to wield a lightsaber. Now it's Han and Finn that we know of. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wait, so Han Solo isn't a Jedi? No. no. Correct. In no. fact, when, right. you, when you meet him, he doesn't believe it. And he's a scoundrel. Yeah. That's why him saying it's real, all of it, was such a huge moment in this film. Yeah, because even through episode six, he's like, whatever. It's not real. Yeah. It was mumbo jumbo. (laughs) Yeah, to quote his line in the movie. (laughs) So he can't use the force then. No, only... Correct? Yes, only Only a Jedi's? Yes, yes. Not everybody is a Jedi. And some just have certain abilities. They don't have full-on Jedi abilities. Like, Rey is pretty strong then, because she could combat 
<laughs> Kylo Ren pretty well, right, with her force. Like, she stopped him from, like, mind-doodling her, or whatever you call it. <laughs> mind-doodling. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she's, pr- she she's pretty strong. Has the force. Yeah, like, she's pretty strong, because she stopped someone who is a trained Sith. No, he's no. He's not really trained. We'll we'll get no. to we'll we'll talk about it. We'll get there to answer, right. we'll answer your question. Who's jumping the ship now? But I tried. To it's understand okay. This. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Going back though, JD. So no, basically, no what back. you need to know about Han Solo is is all he was was basically a space pirate. He Amazing. stole things and made money off of it, and he just sort of randomly fell in. Well, Luke Skywalker randomly fell into his lap lap on a basically a pay job so that's how he gets pulled in he was always like a complete scoundrel he doesn't have the force and that's what makes him so awesome like he's, uh, okay. look at nerf herder. he's a, he's a, he's a nerf herder. Nerf herder. <laughs> i know i'm trying it's it's all making sense <laughs> we'll do our best to, to guide you uh okay so then after that all happens we get our introduction of ray Everyone's favorite or controversial female character, I guess, if you read the internets. How is she controversial at all? Uh, all right, all right. Calm down. Thank you, Calm down. thank you, JD. Calm thank down. you, JD. You're She's ex- perfect. You're ex. You're exactly right. Uh, we all. I think we all agree with you, and we'll get to it when we talk about things people didn't like. I don't want to get into it now because it is. It is kind of starting an uproar uh, with people that are, I guess, haters. Or, okay. or perhaps sexist. Mm. Perhaps? Uh, or perhaps. The, our, excuse me, our sexist. <laughs> Good rebuttal. <laughs> All I saw I was lo- the angry. I love a I love Amelia from the distance. Perhaps the angry Skype perhaps. picture. The angry Skype picture popped up, but I just had to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sass <death> me. <laughs> uh, okay, so we get introduced to Ray and her. Day-to-day life, apparently, where she scavenges parts and things and sells them for, for portions to Simon Pegg's alien character. Things and stuff. Things and stuff. Things and stuff. <laughs> um, we get to see her home, which is inside a walker uh, for people that watch Star Wars, which is I thought that was, a, that was such a cool visual for me because she's inside and you're thinking, oh, she's just in a little shack and she's outside sitting. And when it panned out, I thought that was, I thought that was beautiful. For for anybody that hasn't watched Star Wars, so JD, um, <laughs> that's, that's like a that's something the Empire used to attack uh, the rebels. It's a walker when it's on its feet, not laying on its side. It's an ATAT, right? I didn't want to get technical with them. There you go. Let's not. I know. What the, I know child. what an ATAT is. It's oh the, yeah, the giant one. You've played Star Wars games, so <laughs> yeah, and I know what an ATST is too. Oh, what Come is on. it? What is it? It's a smaller with two legs. There you go. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> okay. Uh, one thing I did catch while we were inside of Ray's abode, humble abode, uh, she has a little doll, a little, little uh, I don't know what it's made out of, but it looks like a, a rebel fighter with the, the little jumpsuit on. Anybody else catch that? Yep. All right. Uh, no. Well, you wouldn't because it wouldn't, uh, mat- wouldn't matter to you, <laughs> but... I don't know. I think that's relevant uh, because she's been there since she was like, six, seven, mm-hmm. maybe a little older. Um, <clears throat> looks like I, my notes kind of jump around. So 
yeah, she tries to sell her portions, and this is when she meets and she's eating her dinner, which is some kind of bread that comes out of water. I don't know. It looked pretty gross to me, but if that's all you had to eat, that's all you got to eat. Uh, pretty easy to diet on that planet. Well, not only does she have the starfighter thing, I mean, she puts the helmet on. So. Yeah. Yes, she also has the starfighter helmet. And then yeah. she hears BB-8 crying out for help. Um, do you think that BB-8's voice is enhanced by the Force at all, or is it just BB-8 that she can hear? I think, it's just, I think BB-8's just awesome. Over the do- Okay, I'm not asking yeah. that. <laughs> she, can just, she can just hear it, I think. Because okay. you're in a desert. It's got to be quiet out there. True. BB-8's the new kid's R2-D2. Right. <laughs> Right. I still love R2, but I have a lot of love for BB. It's good. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, JD, R2-D2 is a little point. droid. Uh, I, I know, know. <laughs> I know who R2-D2 and BB-8 are. Oh, my God. JD's going to reach through the wires and punch you in the nose. Yeah, Dave, it's getting, getting there. <laughs> All right. Let, let go of my hand, dude. I know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay, so she her first heroic act is she rescues BB-8. And let's lets him stay with her until they can find his his owner. He says that the owner's coming back to look for him, which Poe did say he would do. Um, and so she takes takes her with him, and she gets more parts and stuff, and she goes to sell them to again Simon Pegg's alien character, uh, who wants to pay handsomely for it. I don't know how many portions, sixty portions. Yeah, it was huge. Whereas she was only getting like half a portion for all the yeah. junk all the junk and yep. stuff. And, uh, yeah. So, but she, she, something tells her this is an important droid. Obviously the 60 portions helps kind of key her in on that. So she keeps it and gives up all 60 portions. And then the alien says pretty much they're going to steal it from her. Uh, so, you know, uh, back on this, uh, starship or whatever. It's a big ship with the first order on it. Uh, Poe is being interrogated by Kylo Ren and doing his best to resist, but he can't and gives up that, the, the maps to, oh yeah, I missed the big important part. Uh, this key has Luke Skywalker's location on it, supposedly. And that's why both the first order and the Alliance, uh, are after Alliance. Uh, is it called the Alliance now? No, I the, resist, so. the resistance. They call resistance. It. Oh. Uh, are after that because they need his help and the Force Order are after Luke Skywalker because they want to eliminate all the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Which is said in the opening opening crawl. And if you remember, in our Star Wars preview, the only theory I got right was where Luke Skywalker was and the basic plot line was the Empire would be looking for Luke Skywalker. Thank you. I win. I got one. He's so proud of me. All right. What I don't get is that the Empire or the First Order... Has every single piece of that map other than that one key? No, the, they, the Resistance does. No. The Empire. Oh. The, the First Order didn't have any of it. Oh, never mind. And the, why, didn't, the resist- why didn't the Resistance just like, we're going to go to this sector and look everywhere. He's got to be here somewhere. It's kind, kind of, of a thing. big universe. It's, yeah, it's a big galaxy. and it, the, They have it, light speed. There's two maps. Yeah. There's two parts to the map. Uh, BB 8s is only a portion, and they don't know how to get to that part. And then, oh, and then R2D2 had the rest of it, which shows you how to get there. Got it. See, I thought they like they knew how to get there, and this was just like a planet. Like, 
when I, I don't remember it obviously, but like I saw what I saw, it saw like one planet in this map. I was like, wow, why didn't they just go to that planet and just look? The bigger like, question to <laughs> me is how Han Solo Chewbacca didn't find the money in Falcon on Jakku, but we'll get there. Because that's not a big planet. <laughs> I have my well, they, were, they weren't looking there. Weird they said they did. Happened. They said they looked there, but they should yeah. have double checked the whatever area. Hey, those costs, those costs were very, placed. very camouflaged. Now, Jenny's Jenny's theory, which is wrong. Um, anyway, I, we'll, we'll, get, not, we'll get to that. I'm theory. not saying it's right, but I I don't believe that Han and Chu was just chillaxing out there in the galaxy, conveniently placed next to Ray. No, actually, like, they weren't. They weren't there conveniently placed. There has to be a reason for that. He, ex- and he explains how they got there. Uh, when they're on the Millennium Falcon. <clears throat> because there's a signal the Millennium Falcon is emitting that they had to get, or they had to move. Because if they could find the Millennium Falcon, the First Order could find them. He says that. I so, still. That's how they found the Millennium Falcon. It wasn't just. I just got to say, I got to say, I totally nerdgasmed when I saw the Falcon fly. All right. Yeah, we got to get I there. Did. We got to get oh. there. <laughs> we got a long way to go. I need to hurry up. We are <laughs> never going to get through this movie. Yeah, this could be a three hour podcast. Um, okay. <laughs> On a two hour movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> 220. 220. Uh, all right. So, yes, uh, Poe is resisting, but he gives up the location of BB 8 and or the key, which is in BB 8 on Jakku. Uh, but then. He gets taken out of this area where Kylo Ren is interrogating him by by uh, by Finn, and they go and steal a Tie Fighter, which is a fun scene. And then we see that <laughs> Finn has never fired those guns before. He's got to learn how to fight and shoot and stuff, and picks it up. I think pretty quickly. He's a ground pounder. Ground pounder. Okay. That means he's a grunt. That means he's gotcha. not a pilot. No, I gotcha. Oh, he's a janitor. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. He works in sanitation. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so then we also get to see some of Poe's fighting or pilot skills in a ship that he's never flown before, but has always wanted to, he said. So he got his hands on a black TIE fighter, which was cool looking. He's a master pilot. Right, right. And so they get away, uh, but they're shot and hit, and it crashes, and... Poe was gone. Finn can't find find find, find Poe, but he finds his jacket. He takes the jacket, and then the Tie Fighter sinks into the, the sand for fun stuff. And then later in the little area where Ray sells stuff and buys stuff and cleans parts and things, she's being attacked, or rather, BB-8 is trying to be stolen from her. And Finn sees it and tries to help, uh, but she doesn't need any help. She's got it. She's just totally beats down these dudes and saves BB-8 all on her own, much to Finn's surprise. I don't know if anybody else was surprised, but it was cool to see. And his reaction was perfectly hilarious. Um, Let's see. He's my favorite, by the way. Out of the whole cast, I know everybody has their favorite, but every scene he was in, I absolutely loved. Okay. He's Uh, awesome. That's cool. Comedy Central Man. Uh, yeah, he was the comedic relief in this movie. But there was a lot of funny parts in this movie, not just by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, they meet each other and and whatnot, and Finn keeps trying to help her. Uh, but then they start running away because they're being attacked by the First Order, who has found them, and they're shooting at them and things, and then they find 
the Millennium Falcon to escape in. That's the best line going in because he's like, oh, we've got to go over here. What about that one? That's a piece of junk. It's garbage, she says. It's oh, garbage. it's garbage. That's right. It's garbage. And then the other one blows up, and then she says, we'll take the garbage. And then you see it's the Millennium Falcon. I totally nerdgasmed. When it, went, when it lifted off, I was like, oh, there it is. Lifted off with some trouble. She, yeah. <laughs> uh, she says she's, she's not a pilot, but she is a pilot. She's flown a few times, but has never left the planet. Um, and then she gets in the Falcon, and you see her, her issues. She doesn't fight it you know, perfectly. She has some trouble. For those people that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, we get a nice tour of the, the wreckage on Jakku as they're being chased and they're shooting and stuff. And a pretty cool maneuver where she pretty much cuts the engines. And, yeah, good stuff. It was, it was, it was a cool scene with uh, the Millennium Falcon uh, back in action. All right. Uh, let's see here. You know, the Millennium Falcon, it, it kind of like it's his own character, too. That's what's so cool about it. Is there everybody relates um, to the the Millennium Falcon is ah the Millennium Falcon because I remember Return of the Jedi it wasn't even Han and Chewie flying it but it was still the Millennium Falcon you know right JD what did you think of the Millennium Falcon it was a ship it was cool <laughs> I mean I don't know like it's like it's one of those things like I haven't seen the other movies so yeah. like it was like oh cool they found a ship that's the Millennium Falcon that everyone seems to talk about did, the, did like, that did that garbage joke make sense to you at all uh, i don't honestly don't even remember the garbage joke See, what it yeah. was and so, the, the reference there is everybody that sees the ship thinks it looks like a piece of junk and yeah didn't han, get that at all han has to keep well you wouldn't ha- you wouldn't that's a that's an inside joke yeah right uh, every, han has to defend it every time every time um that that somebody says that um also another key thing is it always breaks down always when they're trying to get away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So uh, this time they get away and they don't seem to have any problems getting away, but then they get trapped. They get taken by what, what Finn and thinks is the first order. And the first time we ever see somebody climb up and try to look out the window. Uh, that yeah, way. that was funny. <laughs> I, I like that. That was, that was pretty cool use of, of the cockpit. And uh, we, we soon learn that it's not the first order, but it's, the return of Han Solo and Chewbacca. Loved um, it. Yeah, it was pretty great to see them come back. And we find out that Han Solo has reverted to his old ways of pretty much smuggling and and, and stealing things. Um, Scound- scoundreling. Scoundreling, I suppose. Professional scoundrel. Uh, he's got some weird-looking alien things, much in the vein of a J.J. Abrams movie. They're creepy monsters. And I had no problem with it. They were cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have liked to have seen the alien people with the red helmets a little longer. Those guys look cool or whatever they were. The gang. Um, but uh, yeah, so Han Solo is taking advantage of two gangs, getting money from both of them and hiding from both of them with their cargo, I guess. <clears throat> and there's a cool little fight scene and stuff and things happen. And then they take the the Millennium Falcon and and go. It was classic Han too. The, just the the dialogue between it all was I loved it. Right. Uh, Kylo Ren gets word of of them escaping on the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> and has a hissy fit. Loved it. <laughs> uh, Kylo, yeah, it was Kylo, a good temper tantrum. It was a childlike temper tantrum, which was great. Uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, in my mind, I wanted to do like a little commentary saying people need to use that computer. 
um, as he's destroying it with his lightsaber. You don't often get to see a lightsaber destroy something mundane like a like a computer, so that was fun. I do, though, I have to say I love that Domino Gleason's in there as a bad guy because it's hard for me to see him as a bad guy because he's just so likable. Oh, but I thought he was Hitler. Every scene with him and, and Kylo Ren had me laughing, and I don't know if I was supposed to laugh. No way. But... I thought he did great as a bad guy. He was Hitler when he was giving that oh, speech. totally. Like, <laughs> he's so – but just the whole dynamics between him and Rilo – Rilo Ken. Well, there's a rival, like a sibling rivalry almost. Yeah. Between them, between them. And, and he's North definitely and like the more together of the two. Well, yeah. Jenny, he's, he's a Jenny, lot more civilized. Jenny just yeah. said Rilo, Rilo Ken. Rilo, I, I just call him Ben Ken. <laughs> there you go. Like oh, it. spoilers. We're not, we're not there yet. <laughs> ben Ken? That doesn't even make sense. Ben Ren. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, he loses his mind. Uh, when he hears that they got away, and then he's a little bit intrigued when he finds out there was a woman uh, uh, that helped. There's a note of of interest there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have it here, but the, they do interact with uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, who is a giant-like figure in a big room. I think it's just that's just that's a projection a of him. I don't believe he's a giant. Thank you for finishing my sentence because it's a hologram. Uh, that we soon find out <laughs> I wasn't done speaking my sentence. I mean, holy crap, we, we got a giant <laughs> bad guy. We got a giant bad guy. Let's just surrender. No, I think it would be a lot cooler if he was Yoda-sized. <laughs> and that, that, you know, the holograms are always... That big. Yeah, right. Awesome. He's got a, like a supreme Napoleon complex. I can't that wait to, awesome. to what he's, they're going to do with that character. Because like, it's in like the a, circus. So it, they've got... They've got an awesome, an awesome way that they can make that character amazing. So I hope in the next one, you get well, a little bit more. Maybe he's, he's like, like the emperor. He's a rogue Ewok that has now gone to the dark side. <laughs> Ew. I love that idea. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> How dare you come to my planet? How dare you come to my moon? Tell him you're killing me. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, now I'm gonna have nightmares. We're 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 giving Dave a hard time. <laughs> okay, oh, continue, just, Dave. I just, I just don't want Wookies or uh, Ewoks involved at all anymore. Don't worry, he looks to be. He looks like they shaved him, so he's not really an Ewok anymore. They shaved. <laughs> they, sh- they shaved him. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> shaved him. Oh, <laughs> uh, weird. First order. Weird. First order shaved him. Let's go. Um, Oh yeah! Before I get too far, the Chewbacca's bowcaster gets a lot of play in this movie. I love that. I, I was I was actually wondering. You think Han never fired it before? It doesn't seem like it. It didn't seem like it at all. Uh, this would be the first time. It seems like he actually thought of, "Hey, give me that for a second. I need that." I really uh, like. And those were some cool moments. Everything between Han and, and Chewie were fun this moments. Awesome. Uh, I don't know if they. JD, did you find them fun at all? Yeah, I liked them. I mean, they. They were funny. They were good. Do you have any questions about them? <laughs> I mean, I I don't even know where to start. Just just keep going. Uh, were I'm you, sure something will come up. Were you a lot like Finn in that you didn't understand how we could understand what Chewbacca was saying? Didn't understand how Ray could understand all of them. Did Ray understood understand everything. Them. Yeah, did not get it at all. Yeah. Ray, Ray understood. It was, Ray understood BB, uh, Chewbacca, yeah. everything. And that's I was like, why I was oh. like. There was something in the other movies that happened. I'm just going to go with well, it. Just pretend. 
nothing that's, happens. That's a thing throughout all the movies that's kind of confusing is some people, what they call English in the Star Wars universe is called basic. Um, and this is, <laughs> I'm going deep. Uh, Why couldn't it just be called English? Why? Because this is a different galaxy. A galaxy far, far away. It's in the thing. Yeah, JD, weren't you reading? Wait, the, <laughs> yeah, a galaxy a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Far, far. Far, far. So this was way, like, a long, long time ago then. You better believe it. Yes. <laughs> it's in the worst. Well, it's getting closer. It's getting closer to our time, at least with every movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's just weird that, like, they're far, far away. We're here. We can't even space travel. <sighs> just weird stuff. I think it's just George Lucas was high and writing and... <laughs> This came out. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the this language is a galaxy that was really long ago. Yeah, far, far away. So there's no, you know, there's not going to be any, you know, suspension of disbelief. This is way far away. Uh, anyway, no, but the, the language thing always kind of confused me, even as a kid, because some people can understand everything, some people can't. Like you need a translator for some stuff, and some stuff you don't. Uh, watch the the scene with with John, with uh, um. C-3PO translating for Jabba the Hutt. There's a lot of moments in that scene in, in Return of the Jedi where you're like, wait, he didn't translate anything. How did he know what he was saying? Because he's there translating some stuff and then you're right. some stuff. I, you're absolutely right. Well, yeah, I, this isn't, you know, this might be a revelation for some people, but I, this has been an argued a lot on uber Star Wars geeks minds. Um, but it's just one of those things that you just, well, whatever. For me, I don't care. Whatever. It's just a language. I don't bother. But it was made for a funny moment from Finn recognizing it. Like, well, oh, the interaction the interaction between Han and Chewie is so funny because it's just, oh, I think the my favorite one where he was like, I always talk my way out of everything. <laughs> okay, that was one time. That was one time. No, he says everything. He, he doesn't. No. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That's every time. Every uh, time. I liked Han and Finn's relationship. That was fun, too. I love it. <laughs> Uh, that was always cool uh, when he kept calling him big deal because <laughs> he is a big deal in the, in the resistance. <laughs> well, I think Han knew. I mean, you could kind of tell. Yeah. Well, when he said he was a janitor, I think all bets were off. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> where were we? Okay. So they're escaping and they get the location of the the base or Finn got the location of the base and he wants to take him back there but Han says they need help and he doesn't want to go he's you know done with that life and so they he takes them to see Maz Kanata on uh, the planet Taco Dana Dana I, none of these were said in the movie but I did some research and wanted to make sure I had it right uh, Taco Dana is, do they have Taco Tuesdays no no but they have a lot of taquitos mm. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Let's see what you did there. I had to do something because this had to be done. Uh, okay. When they get there, Han looks kind of remorseful when Rey says she didn't think there was this much green in the whole galaxy when they arrive. Um, I don't, again, this is just more speculating on the character Rey and her relationship between everybody we already know. It's just dropping these little things that I've noticed the three times I've seen the movie. Uh, he also offers her a job on the Falcon. Because she knows what she's doing, and he thinks that they can, she can help, and and he says because he doesn't want to reveal that he kind of likes her. He says Chewbacca likes her, 
That was him being a tough guy, saying, I like you too, but Chewie likes you. And it's a joke. Okay. Uh, they go and meet Maz Kanata, played by Lupita. Uh, last name, hard to pronounce. Yango. Thank you. Welcome. You, yeah, everybody knows I suck <laughs> at last names, so. <laughs> Alright. Um, which, okay, what did everybody think of Maz? I like the character. <clears throat> okay. Did you say something, Amelia? Yeah, I said I loved her. Okay. Jenny? Yeah, I thought she was cool. All right. JD, just, just another character for you? Yeah, just another character. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, nothing, the whole... nothing too important. She was very she was very insightful. She knows more than a lot of people should know. Well, she's a thousand years old. Yeah. Um, and she's dating Chewbacca. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> In Where's her, my boyfriend? Yeah, in her own mind, I'm sure she's dating Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, what's cool is on the little castle outside, there's a lot of flags for all kinds of different places. I think that's just meant to show anybody can come here mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like a free port. Right. It's not as scoundrelly or villainy and scum-filled as the cantina right. most Eisley. Uh But it was a cantina scene. We got to see lots of different aliens and some... some uh, Music and he brought the Wolfman back. The Wolfman was there, yes. Yeah, he was. Uh, a theme of having giant fat aliens with scantily clad ladies at their side uh, continues with that movie. Um, and they all sit around this table and they're talking about what's going on. And of course, Maz is being the Yoda of this movie and kind of guiding everybody, not just Ray and Finn, but Han as well, telling him he needs to get back into the fight and that she's not going to do this for them, but he needs to. He needs to get back into what he was doing. And then Ray kind of, uh, Finn decides he's going to take off, reveals the truth to to Ray that he's a stormtrooper and he just wants to run and get away from the First Order. He doesn't want anything to do with this whole uh resistance and finding Luke Skywalker and all this stuff. He just wants to run and he wants Ray to come with him, but she doesn't. And so, yeah, she hears a voice and starts going down this hallway and then down some stairs and into some room where the door opens all by itself and finds a cool looking chest that I think Indiana Jones might've found one day. And it opens with cool creaky noise and there's a lightsaber inside and not just any lightsaber. It was Luke Skywalker's and his father's before him. No? Okay. That was funny to me in my head. Um, <clears throat> she grabs the lightsaber, lightsaber and we get a bunch of flashbacks and voices and all kinds of cool stuff. Little Ewan McGregor cameo. Uh, not just Ewan McGregor. You also got Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. His voice, Yoda's voice. Uh, it's what else? Uh, we saw what I thought were the Knights of Ren, possibly killing all the Jedi trainees. Kind of what I thought, too. You don't know for sure. You also see right. see the scene of what looks like Luke Skywalker in R2-D2 um, uh, sitting by a fire. And, yeah. Did I miss anything from that little vision quest? Mm-mm. Okay. I even, <laughs> the third time I saw it, recorded the audio just so I could get, try to hear some of the voices. But, you know, they're... they're... I don't know that I would say that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't know that I would say that. The mouse will find you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not releasing it. I don't... Nope. None of it. It's all gone. It's deleted from my iPhone. 
It was for your own personal enjoyment. Right, for my notes. Okay, and then she runs. She is not happy. She doesn't want the lightsaber. She rejects it and takes off into the forest where BB-8 follows her. Uh, And it is at this point that the First Order finds them and starts destroying uh, poor Maz Kanata's little pirate bar. Did you read about the deleted scene that was supposed to happen there? Which one? Where the the traitor, he came uh, searching for the Falcon. And he actually, there's a, I read this, that Chewbacca rips his arms off, which is homage to back in the first, I think it's episode four, when Han says, you know, Wookiees are known to rip your arms off. Let the Wookiee win. Yep. <laughs> that was a deleted scene that was going to happen, but J.J. had to cut it. Okay. What do you mean the traitor? The guy that yelled traitor? The, the Simon Pegg traitor. Oh, the traitor. Okay. Traitor. Oh, he's a trader. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Trader, as in Simon Pegg, the one who was trading things. He went looking for the money. I don't really. Yeah. Like I went I to mean, like there's well, a, it was his. He had I already stolen it, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I went he goes like, looking for it. I don't think I would have liked that. Um, I think yeah. it, was, it was pretty funny, as it, like I said, it goes back to. Sure. Hey. I think part of it, eh, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. We'll, we can talk about that later, too. Um, okay, so. We get to see Finn is kind of stopped from his leaving and wants to save or help. He gets caught up in the fight and he has the lightsaber, which is given to him by Maz. But he says he needs a weapon and she says, you have one. And boom, turns on a lightsaber and he starts fighting with it. I thought he was skilled enough with the lightsaber, not to the point where he's a Jedi, so to speak. But I think we see with the stormtrooper that yells traitor to him with this lights anti-lightsaber blade. Uh, that they're trained to fight this way. So I think that's part of the First Order programming and training. Mm-hmm. That's why he's skilled enough to get by when he fights Kylo Ren later and ultimately fights this dude that he doesn't win against uh, on his own. He does pretty well. But yeah, cool fight with Finn with the lightsaber fighting off a stormtrooper with a giant blade weapon thingy. Uh, it goes back to what I was saying though. Like there's. Like, that fight scene seemed personal between the Stormtrooper and Finn. I think going back to, you know, what Captain Phasma says, I think she was offended that, you know, he got through the the reprogramming protocol and still was all, you know, rebellious. And I think that cycles down, you know, to them when they're, you know, going on this mission. Hey, look for the traitor guy. And, you know, he turned on all of them. Type of thing. I don't know. It just seemed like there was a lot, kind of like at the beginning when the dying stormtrooper swipes his helmet with the blood. Like there tends to be a bigger connection than we're seeing. Well, I think not it's that a, they have to go down that road. I just like that there's that undertone that there's a bigger connection. I don't think the stormtroopers go drinking after their shifts, and you know they're buddy buddy <laughs> like that. I do think there's Those a hot. Where the drones we were looking for? Uh, I do think they have a hive mind though. Um, and they all kind of mm. are programmed to think things and feel things or not feel things as it were. Uh, we also get to see what I wait. One one thing, what I took out of that scene is you can tell that they understand Jedi weaponry because why would you design that? That was a, that was a weapon designed to fight a lightsaber. Right. Well, they, hadn't, they, hadn't had, they hadn't had that before. They would have to though, like, especially after. Right. 
how much the Jedi destroyed the Empire. And being yeah. that their their main mission is to find Luke Skywalker, right? They'd have to be a little prepared. I think that was pretty cool, though. I mean, that's just a small thing, but you could. Yeah. I think it was it was well timed. Sure, sure. Uh, in this scene, we also get to see Poe's more of Poe's extremely amazing pilot skills, like just jaw droppingly cool. Uh, JD, what did you think of that scene? Once again, just <laughs> it doesn't mean the same to me. <laughs> it was just a cool scene. I'm just saying, just the fighting. Uh, you know, no. The- yeah, I I liked it. I just felt like I don't know. Like I still felt like all the fights seemed just all right. Like I didn't feel like anything blew me away. Did you have the excitement though that the good guys might win? You know, oh yeah, as, like I as the bad guys are chasing them down and they're getting locked in their sights. Did you not like go get out of the sights? You can do this and like yeah, the good like, guys? no, That's like what. a little bit of me was like oh heartbeats a little bit, but like. It just, it, it was cool. I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite. Essentially how I feel about this movie in general, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> meanwhile. so bad. No, don't, don't, don't. Uh, yeah, me- yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, while all of this is happening, uh, in the woods, Kylo Ren is, is having a confrontation with Rey, wherein he is trying to get information from her the way he does. He freezes her, as we've seen him do before, so she can't move, and uh, is attempting to get information from her, but uh, he gets interrupted, right? Anyone? Yes. All right, thank you. Well, Uh, you missed, I think, and jumping a little bit, as they fought, they, they basically kidnapped Rey. Ray is now on the mothership. <laughs> I wasn't done with that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's where it's at. And so yeah, and then and then uh Benren starts trying to mind tweaker and Yeah, I didn't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> I'm still on the planet. Yeah, they get interrupted during that fight. Okay. I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing yeah. anything at that point. Um is all I meant, Jenny. Because that's that's uh, when he's fighting with her is when the resistance or whatever they're called finally comes right, in. Right. Yeah. So yes, yes. Eventually, they get interrupted, saying they need to retreat. Yep. Or get back up. He says we need to retreat. We have what we need. Uh, gets her to force sleep and then carries her away. Um, and then Finn sees her being taken onto the ship and gets super. Uh, emotional and awesome and tries to go after her, but can't because she gets away. And then we see the arrival of General Leia. So we get to see her return to the Star Wars saga. Mm-hmm. And, and she, look, she looks good. Looks good for her age. Can I give <laughs> my one critique? And I want to sound really, really bitchy. Oh. Carrie Fisher really can't act that well. Like, I kept getting, like, sideswiped by, like, the scene she was in. I was so overwhelmed because it is Leia. The acting was really lacking in those scenes, I think. I'm just throwing that out there. You can throw daggers at me now. I don't know. I didn't notice it, so I can't really argue. Uh, I've always thought she was good acting. But then she's always kind of in weird roles, like on 30 Rock or, uh, what was Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? I like I, I like her, and maybe it is because it's 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 Leia, so it's just something natural. But 
yeah, it, that that was one of the few parts of the movie that I was like, e, wait a minute. Okay, continue. Sorry, I had to throw that in. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so she hugs Han, and they talk about Han saying he saw their son. I did, didn't even talk about that yet. Uh, we get the reveal, I think, through Kylo Ren talking to Snoke, that Han Solo is his father. And that's a big deal for all of us that love this movie and these movies. Probably not so big of a deal. Well, maybe it was plot device for, for JD. Or not. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, my mic was muted. And I... I it, the storm, it's killing me. Can you repeat the question? Uh, the reveal of Kylo Ren being Han Solo's son and Leia's son. Was that a big deal to you for the story? I didn't even think it was a reveal, honestly. Like, I thought that was something that was known. Honestly, I didn't even know Kylo Ren was a new bad guy. <laughs> okay. So we know we know JD doesn't listen to our podcast. Well, I didn't <laughs> want to because I didn't know there were spoilers. I just honestly, like, I... And it's Star Wars. I just I wanted to stay away from it because if I wanted to get into it, I wanted to watch all myself. Sure. No, I, I'm just messing with you. So. I, I totally love that though, JD. And like I was saying earlier, I think that's probably why the rest of us seem like we're absolutely crazy compared to you because we're like, mm-hmm. it was amazing, and you're just like, it was a, it was okay, you know? Yeah, it, because I know, because I know how Lindy have. I know when I talk about something I love, it's just a jumbled mess of garbage for the most part. Like, and I, so I wanted to make sure that, like, I was like, when I like read up on it, like I watched the movies, like I make sure I had like everything like in a row. So, but it, I didn't even know it was that big of a reveal. Like, no one, no one gasped or anything, so I didn't know. Yeah, going in, we all had our theories, so it wasn't a shock that we found out that he was related to somebody we knew. Yeah, um, but it was it was a reveal. Uh, I don't think it was as big of a reveal as what happens later, but uh, or a shocking moment. But you know, we just knew there was a lineage somewhere in this movie that we'd find out. Um, oh, so so yes, uh, Han says, you know, I saw her son. I saw Ben, or saw he doesn't call him Ben yet. Um, and uh yeah is that it then on that planet oh we also see c-3po for the first time with Um, the red arm yeah the red arm loved it red arm if okay star wars diehards are probably gonna hate me for this but i'm 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 done with the old droids let's let's move forward what how dare you (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm just curious on why why it's a deal for you because they've been in six movies already and I have updated my iPhone more times in the past week than they've updated droids in that galaxy over 90 years but the like, droids are more of companions than your damn Siri, Siri and iPhone how, da- how dare you exactly how dare <laughs> you I swear Jar Jenny <laughs> no how dare you talk about Siri that way who uses Siri yeah, I don't use Siri. Either, but, uh, exactly. That's why. Is there better than Siri? If C-3PO was my companion, I'd kill myself. He's a tiny little brat, but he's still such a key. He has been with them from the get-go. So, But what I'm saying I, is... I don't, I don't understand your hatred, to be honest. It's not a hatred. It's an, an annoyance of I don't understand sto- of story your telling, annoyance, to be honest. Of, of storytelling. Because... At some point, we're going to pass the movies off from... Would you rather them have just, like, pretended they're not there and then they're in, like, 
the garbage pile somewhere? No. Oh, here's, no. here's an Can extra I... arm. I think it used to belong to C-3PO. No, what I'm saying is, uh, at some point, we have to move the movies from the old characters to these new ones. And they did! Ones. Stop! <laughs> I'm going to fight you on this one. I think, I I think if C-3PO... I think if C-3PO is in more, the next movie more than he was in this movie, I'm going to be annoyed. I think this was perfect for him. His role in this was perfect. The 20 so minutes we see him on screen and whatnot, the six lines he had, you per- know, perfect. You know they're probably going to show him more next movie just for the fact that they'll probably show Luke Skywalker more in the next movie. I think we'll get more R2-D2 because of that, and I'm okay with but that. But where R2-D2 goes, C-3PO usually is close too. And the only reason they're not together is because R2 was in his deep sleep. Also, R2 is an old droid. So what you're right. saying is your problem isn't with the old droids. Your problem is with C-3PO. Uh, again, mm-hmm. again, I want both of them to be mm-hmm. moved on from. I don't want R2-D2 to suddenly become... R2-D2 had the missing piece! Oh. And I gotta be honest, like he said in the movie, I didn't even recognize him with that red arm. I mean, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. All right, moving on. <laughs> Tom, I love you, man. I'm giving you a high five. <laughs> I just don't think you can carry those movies. Like, if okay, so we've lost. Before we get to it, we've lost one character of the originals already. I think we're gonna lose all of them in one fashion or another from the movies and the storytelling. Eventually, you're gonna lose C3PO and R2D2 as well. No. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I hate to I'm be the bearer of bad news. You, but I don't understand your annoyance with it. I thought they were perfectly placed in the storyline. I didn't say they were. Was it like thrown in Jar Jar Binks? And I didn't what, say that's they. I'm getting a little heated. I didn't say let's, they weren't in this movie. Again, I said C3PO's role in this was perfect. Let's be honest. <laughs> They're droids. They will outlast all the humans. Exactly. Right. Uh, They're that. They're that constant tie-in no matter how far we get to the right. old trilogy. So then all of these movies should be about how droids are being held down by the man. And we need to talk about droid equal equal rights because they're treated terribly. Totally. I mean, if we're talking on equal relevance, if you've read Harry Potter, they're house elves. They need elves. the right to hey, They're levels of house elves here. Hell, if you want to have that debate, we can get that. We, we can get that. We can get that trash can droid in here. He'll he'll want to talk about something. <laughs> if I can't take a trash can droid, I don't deserve <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> he's got some talk. He's got some stuff to talk about. What? How much garbage he has in his? Yes, he's tired. He's tired of being a sanitation droid. All right, back on track. Let's get through this real quick. I'm gonna kind of go quickly here. Uh, all right, so we get to see a lot. Uh, fi- finally, we get to see BB-8's portion of the map at this point when she reveals it to, uh, or he reveals it to Leia and then all of J.J. Abrams' former castmates. Mm-hmm. And, um, all right, let's see. We get to see Starkiller base even more so. We get the reveal earlier of it destroying a bunch of systems, as they call planets in these movies. Uh, so it's a little bit bigger than a Death Star in that aspect, but let's get let's move on from the Death Star idea now. Uh, we've done essentially three of them. Essentially. Let's move forward, bad guys. Let's start thinking of better ideas. I like it. Um, all right. Let's see. Okay, so yes, as Jenny was referring to earlier, Kylo Ren is force reaching into Rey's mind and trying to see what she knows about uh, where, where the key is or where Luke might be. And he sees her imagining an island uh, surrounded by a lot of water. 
as islands usually are. And later we, that turns out to be Luke's Island. So she was imagining it before she even knows where it is. <clears throat> makes sense. Cause she's connected. That also makes sense because she's connected to someone else. Uh, not just the force. Okay. True. Let's see. Let's see. She then kind of flips the tables, sees inside Kylo Ren's mind and knows he's afraid that he's never going to be as powerful as Darth Vader. She actually says Darth Vader. It's awesome because there's a new character saying it and his, his legacy lives on apparently. Um, we also heard Leia and Han say it earlier because he's got too much Darth Vader in him. So that was another mm-hmm. mention of him. And plus the helmet, the burned helmet that somebody went back to, uh, the moon of Endor to go get, uh, let's see here. See there, there's my Ewok theory. They went back to Endor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will only picture him as an Ewok from here on out. Mm, that's that's horrible. Okay, that's so awesome. there's Amazing. a lot of there's a lot of light symbology in this movie, as there should be. Um, during the attack uh, at Ma- Maz Kanata's planet, Poe is encouraging the attack team that as long or I'm sorry, when they're attacking the the Starkiller base, he's telling them as long as there's light, there's a chance because once the sun's power is all taken away, that means it's going to blast out and it's going to destroy the planet that the Resistance is on right now. Um, and then also, um, as Han and everyone has invaded the space and they've, they found Ray as she was able to, uh, <laughs> Jedi mind trick James she Bond. Loved it. Yes. My she- favorite, my favorite is when, <laughs> when Kylo's destroying the whole room and those two stormtroopers are like, yeah, no. And they just turn around and walk the other way. I laughed out loud. I didn't like that. Like I, it la- I, I laughed. Awesome. I laughed, but then also you're taking away from how just crazy this guy is. I don't know. That was just me. No, but it, was, it was funny. They, they was realized funny. how crazy he is, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't want no part of this." All you, all you needed was like a record scratch, and you got an '80s movie. It's true. <laughs> um, but yes, once he realizes they escape, he just goes uh, eight year old on a on the chair and just destroys it with his lightsaber. Um, and then, yes, she's using her force powers. Like I said, she controlled the mind of the stormtrooper to let her out and she's getting stronger. And even he recognizes that he says that to the troops and stuff. And he sends people, the whole thing, the whole, all of them are out to look for him. And he senses that his father's there as well. Um, we're, we're mirroring, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader at this point when he's on the Death Star. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, okay. Yes. So, and when they finally get Ray and they're leaving, they realize that they're going to lose. The resistance is going to lose. And Han is the one that tells them they need to stay and do something, which is cool because now throughout this movie, he's taken that arc and gone back to being a good guy again and not thinking for himself essentially. So they go back inside and, uh, this is when, Finn just figures out a way to destroy everything and they capture Captain Phasma um, and throw her down a trash compactor. I'm so so mad about that. I'm mad. Why? That was, that was one of my letdowns because I thought this was going to be a major character and she did nothing. We're seeing more of her in the next episode. They've already confirmed that. She was in a trash compactor of a planet that blew up. 
They confer- yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you, you expect her to be badass, but at the end of the day, I mean, she's still a stormtrooper. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. She's, and now you give now you've given her a reason to be even more badass. But she was in a trash compactor of a planet that blew up. She well, got away. She had a lot of she had a lot of time to get away. <laughs> why why is this so hard for you? <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm just not liking it because nobody let Boba Fett get away and you're gonna let oh, her get away. Oh god. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Boba Fett may have gotten away. We don't know that, but we're never going to see him again, so get over it. Somebody did a whole Lego sculpture on how Boba Fett could have survived the plunge. Oh, there's lots. There's there's, there's books. There's books about it. I got a Boba Fett t-shirt. I got a Boba Fett t-shirt for Christmas, and I actually just was beaming, and my wife was like, are you really that excited? I was like, you don't even know. My daughter got it for me. Congratulations. Yeah. I love it. Uh, okay, so again, quickly, uh, Han confronts Kylo Ren on his own, goes out onto this long catwalk thing, calls him Ben. So now we realize that Ben is his real name, or his given name. Ben Ren. Ben's, he will only be known as Ben Ren from here on out. Ben, ben, so- ben Solo or Ben Organa, who knows? Did they get married? We don't know. Uh, so uh, that's his last name, or his first name. Uh, I kind of questioned why they named him Ben because to both Leia and Han, Obi Wan wasn't that important. But right. at the same time, yep. he he was what brought them all together. True. Um, so I do kind of get it, but as a tribute, Obi Wan, you're our only hope. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Dave. I'm with you, Dave. I'm with you, Dave. I kind of thought about that. When again, I was like, oh, okay, I can Le- see it. Leia's never met him. She only knows of him from her father. So. It's a tribute because they, you know, I think, you know, they all brought him together and what he did for Luke is more of the tribute, I think, for anything. Whatever, that's just conjecture. Uh, So they meet and as the, uh, as the light is fading in the room because the star or the sun is being drained of its light to power this weapon, uh, Han is talking to Ben and trying to get him to turn to the light side and uh, Ben is conflicted. Uh, emotional. He says he needs his help. And uh, can you help me, Father? He says, Father calls him Dad at this point. Finally, instead of calling him Han Solo. And uh, uh, Han says, "Of course." And he's handing him over his lightsaber. And as soon as the light is all gone, and all that's left is red on Ben's face, that's when he makes the decision and turns and kills Han Solo, stabs uh. him. And and we- I know even reciting that right now, Dave. My heart just sinks. I was so sad. And <laughs> it's proof that Benrin is way more diabolical than Darth Vader. I got to say, my son had a, an awesome theory because he's watched all the movies. There has never been a major character that died where no one else was watching. What do you mean? Just think about it. Obi-Wan died. Luke was watching. Well, Darth, well, and Anakin dies, well, allegedly dies. Well, Qui-Gon dies. Uh, Ben's watching. Now Han's dying, and they're watching. So uh, he's he's actually got a great, I mean, his theory, I went back and looked. I mean, he's dead on. 
They're always a major character. Somebody has to be watching. I think that's got to be something that they plan to do. I don't understand. They, they don't I die don't, alone. I don't, I, I they don't, what don't I understand. What <laughs> I don't understand I mean, why. They don't I, die. I a major character, a ma- major character does not die alone. I don't understand. Okay, I get that point, but what does that mean? I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it means. Connected. Thank you, JD. You, you you have to have the witness in order to feel the. Right, right. It's a storytelling thing. I don't think it yeah, has anything. It's, it's, it has. It's not yeah, a plot. I don't think it, it's, it's not like a plot device or anything. It's just well, a storytelling exactly, thing, or I mean, uh, not a plot device, but uh, it's not like a key plot point. No, yeah, I don't um, think. I, I think it goes back to it's just part of the storytelling. Like it, they right, have to have right. the witness to something that because then you have the Chewbacca scream, and then uh, you know Finn and Ray reacting to shoots it. Him so. in, shoots him in the hip. Uh, yeah, Chewbacca doesn't hesitate. He shoots him straight up. Shoots. I love it. Kylo Ren. Chewie, Chewie got straight thug right there. He's and, like, wow, and done. hits him. What uh, you want to th- do? This also might be the first movie where we see Chewbacca's fingers. Uh, it's in a, true in the movie because yeah. uh, he does hit the detonator and then blows up all the charges inside. Um, they all get away, and the the good guys win. Uh, outside. Though we get a moment of Finn and Ray and Kylo Ren. Uh, immediately, Ray tries to do something, but uh, Kylo Ren force throws her into a tree and knocks her out. And then Finn gets the lightsaber and he's leaning over her body. And then we get a cool Kylo Ren screaming tra- uh, traitor, which I thought was a great line read. Uh, really cool. Shows again the passion that Jenny's talking about that they have for this traitor and how much anger there is there um and then really quickly he fights kylo ren and holds up fairly well but then ends up getting cut and swiped across the back and you're at this moment led to believe he's dead at this moment in the movie and then he tries to force grab the lightsaber that he was using or kylo ren does i don't know why he just don't walk and get it but you know (laughs) jedis are lazy hey look (laughs) if you can force grab something you'll do it i guess i guess but as he's trying, I keep trying, to, I keep trying to force grab things around my house, and it's not working. Right. As he's trying to get it, we get the reveal that Ray is more powerful as she gets it first, and then they have a cool lightsaber fight, and she again holds her own and does very, very well for her first lightsaber duel. And at the end of which, she actually overpowers him, cuts his face, gets him a couple times, uh, but the the destruction of the planet separates them, and they can't finish their fight. And then the Millennium Falcon comes, and they rescue Finn and Rey, Chewbacca does, and they take off, go back to Leia. Um, and uh, the ending of the movie is they find the map, because R2-D2 wakes up from his droid coma. And then we get the map, and the Rey and Chewbacca and R2-2 go to this island of a million steps. And Rey, yeah, it was. <laughs> Rey gets to see... Luke Skywalker, we have a, a, a wordless plead for him to train her and for him to return to the fight uh, in a very cool emotional scene with no words spoken. And that is the end of the movie. I I didn't get that emotional plead. I think she was returning the lightsaber is what no, I saw. I, she's got tears in her eyes. She's pleading for him to help her, to train her, is what I took yeah, from it. You're probably uh, right. Oh, and she got a new outfit in that scene. But she's still wearing no sleeves. What is that thing about? They were new sleeves. Well, there were different colored sleeves. She's so also yes. wearing like capri pants. What's your point? Oh yeah, 
Amelia, I don't didn't talking. pay that much attention to their outfits. Did you? I was just nope. saying. I was just saying they had. To, she had a new outfit. Tom chose to, to go into detail. I'm just saying. Hey, but you I, she must. She must like those. She must like those NBA NBA shooting sleeves or whatever it was. She comes from a desert planet. She's used to covering her skin. Okay, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. I'm just. All right, we got we got some things. To but they start. were they were like like a green this time. All right, Tom, I'm going to cut you off because we're moving on. Because <laughs> uh, there's things to speculate about that we can move forward on. JD, you said overall it was a good movie, but not great, right? Yeah. I, okay. Yes, it was good. Okay. All right, so now we're going to kind of get speculative here. So this might not intrigue. I know you haven't talked much, and I'm sorry. Um, I was I was really happy you saw it though. Um, you had a good time seeing it. Oh yeah, it was great. I okay. saw it with a couple of really good friends that I haven't seen in a while. So did they? They knew what was going on. They knew the Star Wars. Oh, stuff. they're like hard war Star Wars fans. Like hard war Star hardcore. Wars fan. I don't know what that means, yeah. but it's awesome. Hardcore <laughs> Star Wars I know, fan. I know. I know. I got you. All right, really quickly because I know I think at least Amelia has to go. Um, so I want to get this opinion out from at least everybody here. Uh, maybe not necessarily JD because he won't really have much to speculate on. Who is Ray? as far as her lineage, because it's going to be an important factor who she's related to. They've stressed that her parents are important with the flashback. We get to see her being left on Jakku. Uh, and I think she's being handed over to Simon Pegg's character when he says something, you know, come here. He says something and it sounds like his voice, the same guy, uh, the junkyard dealer, dude. Mm-hmm. I think he's the one that takes her on that planet. We don't know from who uh, I want some speculation. Who do we think her parents are? Is it somebody we've already seen? Or is it going to be somebody new? Uh, I'm going to start with Amelia since I think she has to go soon. Uh, I think it is either Luke, um, mostly because I'm still holding out hope that Mara Jade will be somewhere in this universe. Yeah. Um, or I think it is Wedge. Ooh, an Antilles. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I have not heard that one. Helmet, um, and all that stuff. The helmet and then the the Rebel Alliance action figures. Yeah. (laughs) The homemade mm-hmm. Rebel Alliance action figure. That's a good. I like that. All right, uh, Tom. I initially thought Han and Leah, but it's there's too much that you couldn't explain from this movie. So I'm going to have to go with Luke. And having seen that last scene, hang on, hang where, on. Don't don't say that part yet. Huh? Don't say that part yet. Well, you're going to say what that's I, where, that's where I think Mara Jade plays into it. Are you going to say so, what the thing I told you to look for? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Jenny? Um, it, I, well, the wrong I opinion? Spoilers, so I'm you, wait, you read what? Disney screwed up last week. No, they didn't. So, that was disproven. Yeah, they released stuff and said no. That's well, not... the, it was on there. Right, but it's not. Because I have a friend that actually called me after. They're like, did you know they said this in the video game? And I was like, what? No, they so, don't say that. They say a different word. Not from what I'm being told. Listen and I'm to not it. talking you gotta, about you gotta listen to I'm it. I'm <laughs> going with that. It makes the most sense. But I think there, there's a strong tie between the Han and Leia characters that my original thing was, you know, she's going to be Benren's sister. But I th- That's what I thought. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, the Luke Skywalker th- one, it would make sense on the progression of the story. But it also seems like a too predictable of an mm-hmm. outcome. That's the way the force works though. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
And the Skywalkers it. are the most powerful family out there. Right. And I think for it to go from Luke to her and not from Leia, because we haven't been given any proof of how powerful Leia is. She has just glimpses of right. the Force. She can sense Luke and stuff like that, but that also right. that, that's also twin intuition. I mean, come on. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, yes, yeah, she can sense Luke's feelings and things like that. But at the same time, we haven't seen her use the Force. I don't think she's as strong as Luke because, one, she hasn't had the training. That's one thing. But upon meeting with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, and they all sensed how powerful he was on meeting. So here's my here's my two reasoning. So in support of Han and Leia, Ooh. it would make sense because once their son went bad, they had to hide their daughter. So that's that's my theory on that one. But the same theory can go if it's if it's Luke's daughter because as soon as he started being hunted again, he had to hide his daughter. All right, how old is Han and Leia's who is Han and Leia's son? Kylo Ren, the bad guy. Okay. Got it. Okay. I didn't know he was Leia's Okay. For the speculation, for it to be Han and for what you're saying, Jenny, to work, for them to once he went bad, they had to get her away. How old do you think Kylo Ren is? I think he's probably five to ten years older than Ray. Okay, then he wouldn't have been bad by then. Well, he's only like possibly twenty years old, which means he could have went bad when he was like preteen. Okay, but she's six when they take her away. Six, seven, eight, something like that. I still think it could work. I, I don't have... necessarily think that's the way it's going to go, but I think it could work. I I agree with you, Jenny, but, and I actually, when I was watching it the first time, when she hugged her, I thought, oh, there's something in that hug, because they hadn't really talked she, before that. Again, though, Han told but Leia, it, Han told Leia about the girl, because Finn goes to Leia to say, I need help to find my friend. Right. She doesn't react as if that was her daughter. Like, we need to go no, get her. I, that's where my thing was. It wasn't a daughterly hug. It well, was that, a, that and she doesn't. Lo- it was a, a we lost Han type hug. More importantly, she doesn't react to Finn saying we need to go get her. As in, yes, we do need to go get her now. She doesn't react that way. She's you know no, we need to attack this planet, right. this thing first. She, I mean, she doesn't even put up the argument. You know, you know, yeah, we'll get to her. We'll get her. Type of thing. I just, I just, I'm didn't fine see with either way the direction sure. goes. Like, I'm totally fine with it. I think it's great that they're putting it where. You and I and everybody else oh, in yeah. the into the interweb is the thing, arguing about it because right. it's it's cool. It could be somebody totally random, and we're wasting all our time on. Oh, Luke absolutely! And Leia. I mean, right, that's what brings about. that's what brings the entertainment value back to these movies that the prequels didn't have. Is we don't know what's going to happen. Right, and uh, we're saying, we we talked about Mary Jade, but from everything I've read, the books are nothing. Everything, the right. only thing canon is the movies and the little. The animated show. The I animated still, show. I still like Amelia. Hold out hope that they could introduce a character like that from would, the book. Uh, me too, because um, those, those are great reads. Now, another thing that leads me to believe that, and Tom was about to hit on it. I Skype sent a picture that I took <laughs> during the movie. Again, don't come get me, Mickey. Um, I won't post the picture. I swear. There, at the in, the in that scene when they zoom in on Luke on the you know the edge of the cliff, there there's a a, a rock made into a tombstone by his feet. Um, whether, who that is, who knows, but I think that is the mother of his child, Ray, and I think she was possibly killed by, uh, Snoke. I don't think she was, I don't think she was killed by Kylo Ren. It's someone of importance. Right. 
Um, the reason I don't think it's she was killed by Kyle Ren is because he's still proving himself, and he had a hard right. time killing his dad at first. Right. And uh, he struggles a lot during this movie of light side, dark side. There's moments, you know, he even admits it to Snoke that he's he's not, you know, he's, he's struggling, he's fighting. Um, We've also seen, like, his moments of rage, though. And if, right. if Han and Leia's son ended up killing Luke's wife, that would tie into the books as well. True. It's true. You're right. True. You're right. Yeah. Okay, very quickly, round table. We're going to let Amelia go because I think she's got to go, right? Yes. Okay, well, favorite character of the movie, and JD, you're included because you can have a favorite character now. Um, I do have a favorite character. I'm going to go new character because we've all talked about our favorite old characters of Star Wars. So, uh, Amelia, go. Ray, of to course. the surprise of no one anywhere ever. <laughs> right. Uh, JD? BB-8, duh. Nice. Is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Tom? I'm going with Poe. I like Poe. All right. Wow, we've all had different characters. <laughs> We're eventually going to so overlap, far. but uh, I think Jenny? Nope. Finn, all the way. Finn? Oh, see? Yeah. See? Not going to overlap. Wow. All right, I'm going to complete it because I loved Kylo Ren. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I see, That would have been my second choice. Um, I know. Poe would have been my second. Poe po oh, is yeah, po my second choice, and then Ray. Ray, I loved Ray immediately. Don't get me wrong. I think she's amazing, um, but I loved the the turmoil that Kylo Ren goes through, and I, I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, I was worried they were going to kill him I, at the end there. Dude, I, that was my first thing coming out of that. I was like, I am so glad you did not Darth Maul this guy. Right, but I figured... He's such a great character, yeah. and you could go so many ways with him. JJ is a better storyteller than that, and there's too much to tell to kill him off so quickly. Um, that would just been a huge mistake. So we have more to discuss. I think, Amelia, we got to let you go. Yeah, I got to go. I mean, you can... if. If you think we can be wrapped up in like ten minutes, I can stick around. But. I can't. I can't promise that. So yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, real quick. You're on Twitter. Your Twitter handle is Brown Coat or. Thank you for saying it for me. You're welcome. Uh, and they can find your fine writing work at uh, at the Geekly Planet and at the Marvel Report. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me. If you like, I can try and make if we do a follow up. I can try and make that. We probably will. They start filming episode eight very soon. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. Bye. 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 All right. We can continue talking. I think there's a little more we can discuss. Um, okay. So. <clears throat> All right. So we've proven Jenny's theory wrong. Uh, spo <clears throat> spoilers are set. No, I'm just kidding, Jenny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think it's. I heard it because. They did a little, like, recording soundbite. Nah. Right. What she's it, talking about, let me tell the people that are listening, because uh, we didn't really say what it is. Uh, the Disney game, the Disney Infinity game, um, has Ray in it, and a character says a line in the movie, or in the game, um, that says, that's my cousin or your cousin or something. Right? Yeah. That's you, what it is? It's, it's Kylo Ren basically calling her out as his cousin. Um, Which would make her Luke's Luke's daughter. Right. The problem is the producers, uh, a lot of people that are involved with the game and the movie have come out and said that he doesn't say cousin because you can't. He's just, I, I don't hear it when I listen to it the first time. Um, it says, he says, face me cousin. Um, then curses, I guess he says. in a string of taunts and stuff like that. I, I didn't hear it. Uh, I just. I don't know if that's what 
it happens and they didn't do that and they spoiled it. I think that's a huge, that's too big of a blunder. Well, they can, they can misdirect it too. I mean, right. there's been so many times that movies have done that where it's but all in misdirection and it's getting people talking again. It's kind of like what they did with the walking dead with Glenn. I mean, the more people talk, the more excited they get, the more theories they get out there and the more you're misdirected. So right. it totally just, makes sense. I just don't but, see, I just don't see them allowing the video game to ruin it that way. So I, I yeah, just, I just, Disney, but Disney has like a stranglehold on everything. Yeah. Like there's That's no way I'm they let that, that slip. I think, I think this was very strategic. Yeah, I think so. Very too. strategic. Um, okay. So yeah, that's that theory, and I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Again, I yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. So in the the like, sorry, GD, you're not gonna be able to answer this move this question. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, where Used does to it? <laughs> oh, where where <laughs> does where does this rank on the list of Star Wars movies for you? Where does where does Force Awakens jump in? Like, uh, give me your your top four. Obviously, uh, we'll start with you, Tom. Um. Sadly, I have to put it at three because New Hope is always going to be my favorite because that's way back stuff. Return of the Jedi was probably my other one because that's the that's the only one until this one that I actually saw in a theater. So, in content of favorites, Return of the Jedi is your second favorite. Yeah. Wow, that surprises me. Okay. So just because I mean, like I said, it's nostalgia. I mean that I hadn't seen a Star Wars movie in a theater. That was me as a kid seeing that in the theater. Okay. So this this probably falls in right behind that because I I was so built up for it and I loved it and it did not let me down. So it's it falls in three for me. Okay, Jenny. Um. So wait, what's four for you, Tom? Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So I think it falls in three as well because I would go, I'd go five four. Seven, three, uh, seven. This is seven, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight. No, this is eight. No, this is, eight? this is seven. Seven. Okay. So this would be the fourth one. So I'd go Empire first, New Hope, this one. Then I'm always torn between Jedi and then episode three. Because episode three, although it's a really poorly done movie, it's got a good storyline, but I'd probably go Jedi and then three, and then I just wipe out one and two. Uh, for mm. me, for me, Empire is the best of all of them. Amen. Um, Jedi <laughs> holds a soft, warm piece of my heart because it's the first movie I remember seeing as a child. Because mm-hmm. uh, we had it on, uh, as I said, many, many times, a VHS copy of a recorded HBO showing. Um, so that was the first one I watched, and I watched it a lot. So that holds a, a place in my heart. But as far as story goes, mine would be Empire, New Hope, Force Awakens, and then Jedi, and then that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you and I are pretty. All right. Have neck on that. Let's briefly discuss the Ray controversy because I think JD is a good person to talk about this with, and I wish Amelia mm-hmm. could have stayed for this because this is kind of in her wheelhouse. Uh, the thing is Max Landis and a lot of people, Max Landis is a writer director. Uh, he wrote Chronicle and he wrote the terrible movie. I just watched, um, American ultra. God, that you didn't like it. That movie sucked. Uh, I, it was bad. I haven't seen it. That movie was terrible. I'm sorry. Listen, 
you smoke pot. That's cool. I'm not talking to anybody here. That's cool. But <laughs> Jenny, every you smoke pot. It's cool. <laughs> Everybody knows it. <laughs> we hold it against you it. privately. You don't need to make a movie about it, Jenny. We we're understand. All, we're all judging wow. you. No, but uh, why? Why? In all of these movies, like I, I get Pineapple Express, why it's a main part, but it's such the focus in this movie. Like I don't care that he's a stoner. Like you can show him doing, you know, smoking and stuff like that. That's fine. But like, it's such a key point. Okay, so but anyway. come back. I anyway. don't know what movie we're talking about. So let's get back to. It, so this guy wrote an article and he's like putting down the Ray character. He no, he he said. He wasn't blown away by the movie right away. I like him. Me and Tom know him. He made a YouTube video talking about the history of wrestling, and it's very cool. Mm-hmm. And then he also made a cool YouTube video where he pitched his Superman movie. Jenny, you would love it. Um, or it's Superman, a Superman Dies movie or a comic book. I'm not sure what he was going to do. Either way, he's good at telling stories. That's very clear. And he's the son of uh, John Landis. I don't know, JD, if you know who that is. (laughs) Mm, I feel like I should. Um, I will run down a roster of his films. Uh, Animal House, American Werewolf in London, Beverly Beverly Hills Cop 3, uh, The Blues Brothers, and the Michael Jackson video Thriller. Among other things. He's done a lot of stuff. He's he's got a good slate of work that is actually, you know, good. Okay, so his son writes... Okay, His son so posted he- a YouTube video talking about the movie where he calls her, um, hang on, I want to get the exact word, wording. Um, he calls her a Mary Sue character. Uh, what a Mary Sue character is, and this is his definition, he defines it as a character who can, who is perfect, who can, it's almost a jump the shark type character, who can do everything right away and do it perfectly. Now, he cites her ability to um, fix the Falcon better than Han, excuse me, better than Han Solo, who owned the pilot the ship forever. Uh, her her piloting skills alone with no cat with no co-pilot. Um, her ability to fight, which she could hone while she's on the planet. I'm already disputing some of these things, but and then her ability to use the Force almost immediately and defeat somebody like Kylo Ren, who is trained, but not fully trained. He left to go to the dark side before he finished his training. So, and he's also not, I don't think he's a full Sith yet. Um, I don't know if the Sith are going to play a part yet or if they've moved on from the Sith and he's just the dark side guy. And like, you know, like a Jedi versus a dark side guy. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know if Snoke is a Sith. You'd have to assume he is. Um, we don't know yet what enough about those characters, but anyway, she does all these things and she's perfect at them and she does them so well. And so he calls that a Mary Sue. And he says that that character is boring and hard to be entertaining because, uh, his, his reasoning matches up with why a Superman can be boring because he's always going to win. I said, can be boring. Jenny, not is boring. Um, (laughs) I, I agree. I'm going to probably, I don't think I probably, this probably won't be the popular opinion, but a character is defined by their struggles, and right now we got a movie where she struggled a little bit, but she was good at everything she did. If she continues to be the person that can do everything, I feel like it will get a little redundant by the ninth movie. So hang on. Uh, I... One second, one second. He refers to her, and this is for Tom and WWE fans, as the oh. John Cena of Star Wars. Because yeah. John Cena never loses, and he always... Don't do that. Don't uh, do that. I'm just saying that's what he, and it's a, it's actually a decent 
uh, comparison. One more time. The, the Mary Sue term comes from fan fiction. Um, it's what people would call this Mary Sue character. Uh, it's a feminist character that comes out of like a Star Trek fan fiction. Um, <laughs> she, her character is, she's Lieutenant Mary Sue. <laughs> um, immediately Captain Kirk falls in love with her and Spock immediately admires her because she's so logical and smart. She's 15 and a half years old, takes over the ship, receives a Nobel Peace Prize, the Vulcan Order of Gallantry, and the Tralfamadorian Order of Good Guyhood. No idea that sounds made up. Uh, Mary Sue reveals that she is half Vulcan, then dies tragically, cause everyone, causing everyone to mourn the loss of her beautiful youth and youthful beauty, uh, intelligence, capability, and all-around niceness. In other words, she is perfect. Okay, I'm going to totally side with J.D., on this one too. I, I agree with the with the YouTube video then. And that probably is why Ray's not my favorite character because it I I'll admit I was kind of like uh when she was all of a sudden she figured out the force by just sitting there and then she figured yeah. this out. Like it seemed really convenient. I do like that there's a, a smart strong female character i won't deny that by any means especially for like kids that are are this is their first intro into star wars i think she's an awesome role model but in storytelling i agree 100 percent with what he said mm-hmm. i think that they made her too perfect and but i mean they they do that with a lot of characters <laughs> and there's a lot on the horizon so they may you know take her feet out from under her in the next storyline. So we never know, but in this first, this first meeting with her, totally agree. And that's why, like, I'm going to cite, like, a different, like, TV, like, a different movie heroine, Katniss from Hunger Games. Like, a lot of the reason a lot of people like her is she's really, like, down to earth, and she has the same struggles as, like, a normal person. Like, Ren kind of seems, or Ray kind of seems like she's perfect. Like, she does have that, like, I'm I can't do anything wrong kind of thing. Yeah, she wasn't struggling that hard on her desert island or planet, I guess I should say. Okay. Yeah, if she was struggling that hard, she would have taken those 60 rations and then bolted with BB-8. On the reverse side, Luke Skywalker is a Mary Sue. Yeah, uh, but you know what though? I think the bigger complaint about this movie and I'll agree with this as well. I still had a blast. I still love it, and I still see it again. But it uh, it's is episode New Hope. four a redo. Yeah, it's it's a reboot of New Hope. It's almost the exact same storyline. You take um, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Skywalker. JD Jim says you've never seen it. You're not going to know. But mm-hmm. the plot the, the the plot formula is almost 100 percent the same as Jenny is just about to say. Uh, you have um, information hidden in a droid. In, in A New Hope, it's R2-D2. Mm-hmm. In The Force Awakens, it's BB-8. They're on a desert planet where they happen upon Luke Skywalker, who doesn't know he's a Jedi. They're on a desert planet where they happen upon Rey, who doesn't know she's a Jedi, also doesn't know really who her, her family... As far as we know, she doesn't know who her family is. Yeah. We could be wrong. She might know. I mean, she was <laughs> old enough to know who her parents are. Um, Luke was left as a baby. Uh, what else? We we, run, we casually run into Han Solo in this movie. We casually run into Han Solo in this movie. Um, I mean, and then there's also them having to fight an enormous planet-destroying uh, weapon in both movies. 
Yeah, the the Death Star is almost exactly it's like a smaller version of what did they call this? The, Star Killer Base. The Star Killer Base. All right. I've got a question. Do you think then the reason that everyone enjoys this movie this this much is that it pretty much is just like their childhood as an yes. adult updated? Yes. Like, I totally think so. Sure, but there were adults I, that saw the movie that enjoyed it when they were when they were, you know, adults. No, I know, but like what I'm saying is like is this like is the reason that this is getting such a like, universal claim is cuz this is essentially new hope just updated? Um, no. Because that's, I think, honestly, I think the, from what you said, that's a big part of the movie for me, is essentially just the fact that, like, Luke Skywalker's missing, like, other than that point. Like, it's pretty much the same storyline with different characters, and that's okay. kind of upsetting. The the piece of information on in A New Hope that they're searching for is the plans to the Death Star, to destroy it. Not the location of somebody or anything like that. This is a different... I mean, there's a different quest, obviously. They're trying to find Luke Skywalker, which adds a different element to the story. I think after this movie, because this is the bridging movie that takes you from the, the original trilogy to this new trilogy. So you have to do something like that. I don't think you had to go almost beat for beat where it's the same, like where uh, a band gets popular off of one record and they make the same record again, essentially, where track one is the same as track one on their first album, almost, you know? You know, uh, well, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to throw this in there. I I am complete agreeance that it is almost a reboot of New Hope. Hands down, it's easy to find the comparison. But what I think people are missing is that they did a really good job in selling it as a new story. Don't uh, don't confuse the word reboot. It's not a reboot. It would be a remake. Basically, here's the gist of it. You, You watch it, there's a lot of similarities. A ton of similarities. But they sell it as almost as a history repeats itself type thing instead of like we're just still in the original storyline it's after all these years even though that the you know the jedi initially won you know and the republic you know all that was accomplished in return of the jedi uh, 30 They're years still, exactly i should say 30 years it's been 30 years mm-hmm. yeah so you go through all that it makes sense where they're kind of back where they started so they sold it well and a lot there's a lot of people that hate the fact that there's so many similarities but i think there's pros and cons to that and the pros being outweighing the pro being is all of us that grew up on these we have no complaints with seeing the same movie again just more rad and it was awesome it was so fun and everybody that i know that's into star wars walked out of it with that feeling of nostalgia yeah. Which is a <clears throat> thumbs up awesomeness. Listen. But then on top of that, you've got this whole new thing of where does it go from here and how do you not repeat the same problems? Right. And they have a whole There's plethora a lot... of plots that they can go to on it. Right. Again, this is the bridging movie. This takes you from uh, four, five, and six to the new trilogy. So I think doing this also is a good way to reintroduce people that have never seen it. Um, like like a JD and his three other people that haven't seen it in the yeah. world. Um, no, but um, in all seriousness, even that, though that happened, like Jenny said, I don't think it took away from any of the enjoyment of the movie for me um, as far as being a fan or a moviegoer. I had a lot of fun watching the movie, and uh, I, I, it, there wasn't too much CGI like the prequels were. I thought there was a lot of really good practical effects, and costumes and cool stuff like that 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's not a perfect movie by any sense. I don't think it's the movie of 2015. But it was still a great time at the theater for me. It was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie to watch. And it left me with not much to not like about it. I mean, there were moments I didn't like, of course. Um, I think I don't think it's a perfect movie, and I don't think any of us would say it's a perfect movie um, by any means. So, unless anybody has anything further to say about Mary Sue or the episode four comparisons. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. All right, let's go to Twitter. I asked some people on Twitter what they thought of the movie and their favorite moments. Um, Kyle Krause, at Kyle Krause 89 who was... The first person in line at the theater I went to go to see this movie, so I actually met Kyle Krause at this point. Uh, one of our followers, yes, lives in my state and near my house. That's awesome. So we got to hang out. We talked a little bit, and then I went inside because it was freezing outside, and I didn't want to be stuck outside, and he uh, he unfortunately was stuck outside. Why? Wait, why did you get to go in? Uh, because I purchased a ticket that was going – his movie wasn't showing until 10 o'clock. Mine was at 7 Oh. And there was not assigned seating for that theater, so he wanted to get a good seat. So he was in line for a long time. Uh, and if you if you want to check them out, he hosts a co-hosts a podcast called American Cinephiles. So go check them out. Uh, he's a cool dude. He's pretty funny. He chimes in with all of our uh, all of our live tweeting and and such. Yes. Anyway, uh, what he had to say about the movie. Let me get back to the screen. Favorite moment: standing in line, and he laughs. Uh, he loves Ray and Finn. Poe needs more screen time. And the Finn and BB-8 thumbs up moment was cool. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, the lighter thumbs up thing was pretty cool. I almost thought he was flipping him off, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Again, he's at Kyle Krause 89 if you want to follow him on Twitter. Uh, Santa Mikey Flash at Mike Schmidt 9 the man who composed both of our theme songs, said his favorite scene was Han and Chewie flying the Falcon on the Starkiller planet. And Poe Dameron is his new favorite character. Uh, he can, he compares him t- as a contender for the Wedge Antilles Badass Pilot Award. I like it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Aaron Gibson at Aaron Oriah, O-R-I-A-H. I expected Finn to have far less humor given his emotionless stormship upbringing. It doesn't make sense. Amazing mm-hmm. point. He has Ooh, an amazing point. Um... Stormtroopers are programmed. They're drones, essentially. They shouldn't have emotions. They shouldn't have feelings. The a minute he is out of his programming, this guy is humorous. He's full of emotion. And he's got character and charisma. So it's just a character flaw is really all it is. Um, I agree with him, but it didn't really bother me. Anybody disagree? No, I'm okay with it. No? Okay. Yeah, I really don't know enough. <laughs> right. Uh, Chels at Chell underscore Ocean said BB-8 is the cutest. Loved having another boss female lead in Ray and Finn was a great character. It was also rad. Uh, let's see. John Galt at Thompson L10. Poe Dameron was awesome, but Ray is just the best. Finn is the man. I loved it. Uh, let's... He's the big deal. The big deal. That's right. <laughs> You're kind of a big deal. deal. (laughs) Right. At Aquamander, he's a big Aquaman fan, or at Ander Writer, I'm sorry, his name is Aquamander. He's got a, he DM'd me this because it was spoiler related and he didn't want to tweet out spoilers. Good on you, buddy. Uh, Favorite scene was the fight on the forest planet. Loved, which is uh, the the Starkiller base. Loved the new characters. They were easily lovable. Dislikes. He's got a lot here. 
They drew too much from the original trilogy, too many recycled plot devices without anything new. Uh, it felt like all they did was reset it so it was the Rebels versus Empire again. The lack of originality bothered me, but loved Rey. But yeah, she seemed to be perfect at everything, LOL. Not a lot of room for character development if said character is perfect. Aside from that, it was a really fun film. So he touched on everything we've already talked about. Um, all in, in, a, in a concise, smart way. Yes. So, yes. That is our Twitter. Yes, follow us on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom, if you want to chime in on all the stuff we're going to talk about. I try to be ahead of the game to get comments and stuff, uh, reaction to what we're going to talk about. Um, there was another one that was pretty funny. Uh, kind of a sarcastic remark, but I can't find it all of a sudden. So we'll just forget that. Anyway, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, we ran almost two hours talking about it. Anything you guys want to add before we sign off and say our goodbyes? No, just see it again and again and again. <laughs> it's it's more and more fun each time. Yes. And JD, I really want I really want to know. I love your reviews because it makes total psycho like psychological sense of the whole thing. But I'd love to know what your review is if you actually watched the original six. I'm going to watch the original six. Eventually. Yay! Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> well, well, just sort of. Slowly put yourself into it. Are you going to start yeah. with four, five, and six? I I think so. I mean, I might as well, honestly. At least then you'll understand the Han Solo character a little more. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I did, figured did, it'll give me a little bit of like backstory. Aside from JD, because I don't think he will or would have at all. Uh, did either of you cry when Han Solo died? I did not. I was liar. Uh, I was a little bit emotional. I was emotional, except the way they set up that scene. Anytime you walk out on one of those stupid bridges, you know something bad's going to happen. So they gave you a good five minutes to prepare yourself of, oh, no, 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 no. And then when it happens and you're just like, okay, I knew it was coming. I yeah. knew it was coming. I, kinda, <laughs> like, I figured it was going to happen. Like, I feel bad, but, like, I figured that's what was going to what was going to happen sure yeah they prepared you for it i don't think anybody was blown away by it but it still hurt as a fan um to see one of your beloved characters die and at the same time harrison ford wanted out since episode four right he wanted them to kill the character off right away and they compromised then frozen carbonite in episode five but uh just to thaw him back out right Wait, so he wasn't episode six he was in episode six. Oh, he was yeah oh, okay but yes, they they made it so that he didn't have to be in case they didn't get you know they weren't able to get him back. You'll you'll get it once you get through those four, five, and six because five is is realistic. It's a lot of struggles. Like it's not a happy one for the good guys. So <laughs> just so you're forewarned. So Hans right. Hans seen some bad times in the past. Okay. <laughs> there you go perfect alrighty well, so and again I just I, I'm so happy that they didn't kill Kylo Ren in this movie because I totally thought they were going to Darth Maul him and he I loved the way when he when he was talking he, he was just sounded so cool that you cannot kill this guy and then his moments of rage it was like oh my god I love this character I do not it, kill him I said it in my review I think his DIY red lightsaber 
coincides with his mental state. It's very erratic and chaotic. Uh, it's not as smooth as a normal lightsaber. It's right. got fire flames, you know, coming it, out of it. It's yeah, very, it kind of flickers. Right, just like his emotions. So I don't know how much that's tied in. I know it's tied into the creating of the lightsaber. Like, it's a big deal. Um, as far as that's like the last step of your Jedi training. Is to, to get your own, make your own lightsaber, mm-hmm. at least according mm-hmm. to the, the video game, The Old Republic. <laughs> I'm going to like stir the pot here because I'm probably totally wrong, but Finren is diabolical. I don't see any empathy in him. I know there's the scenes where he's got emotions and he got has his temper tantrums. The temper tantrums, I think, are legit, but I think everything else is just diabolical. I think you're feeling for him until he makes the choice to kill his father. I don't, yeah. I think I I think that was all a hoax. No, was he was crying. On closer. I I totally I I know I'll pro- I'm probably wrong, but when I walked out of there, it felt it felt so strategic and diabolical that he wanted that, and that was the best way to do it is just to make convert. I think he wanted to be like his grandfather so much that it did blind him to it, and that was his end goal is to be Darth Vader or be more powerful. <sighs> To live up to that legend, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's afraid he won't be able to. And he's conflicted by the pull of the light side. He says it a few times that he's conflicted by it. And I just, I don't know. I felt for the character all the way through until he made the decision. And I, in fact, even thought, wait a minute. Is he going to not do it? Is that not, you know, is that possibly not going to happen? And then he did it. So, like, for a brief second, I thought, well, maybe he's not going to do it. And then he did it. So. I don't know. I'm I'm in a completely different light on that one. But afterwards, yes, he's 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 a monster. Um, I think he was a monster during it, but but we you can disagree. At, you look at and Anakin, I, like I said. Anakin, I'll admit I'm I'm probably wrong. It's just a feeling I had. And I'm that, sorry, Anakin killed children. Um, so true. that's I think that's you know you're killing people is wrong on any level, but you kill children is bigger than killing your father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's the way he did it. I don't what. <laughs> You kill a child, you kill a child, you're killing a child. It doesn't matter how you do it. Like, Anakin did it in war. Like, no, he didn't. Finran was totally like, Anakin killed those children. No, I I know, I understand. Please help me. I'm gonna stab you, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. I I think that's a way. I don't, I don't see the sympathy there. And he just, I have to do this. I see that as a diabolical. I'm going to mess with this guy's emotions and then kill him. I'm sorry. Episode three, when Anakin kills all those he went younglings. Into the, he went into the Citadel and killed the younglings. I know. I totally get it. But he did it because he felt that that's what had to be done in the act of war. He and so had does, to destroy the Jedi. And and killing his father is what he feels has to be done because these. Exactly. He feels yeah, these are I all criminals. Yeah, I emotional tie. I believe he used the emotion. Mm. And like I said, I am, I'm probably wrong. And I'll admit that. Just the feeling I got was he did not do that out of emotion. He did that as a ploy to get the. I think it's better, better storytelling. To kill your father. Than to kill your father. No. You know? It's better storytelling if he meant it all and was conflicted up until the point he did it. I yes. think it's better storytelling if he didn't mean it all, but he likes to play it off as such. Well, where do you go? Where do you go? Piece. Where do you go from there then? Well, you, this is where it goes to the next movie because uh, Snoke says, I need you to bring me Kylo Ren to finish his training. I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, want them. 
if to he, do the Darth Vader thing where they find oh, oh, the light okay, at oh. the end. I want him to be bad. If, no, and if he's not gonna, Vidrin's going to be bad, I want him to be bad. I don't think he's going to be redeemed. He can't be redeemed at this point. I think that's part of the, the – I think that's the point of Han going out there to try and save him because Leia told him he, there's good in him. We can save him. I think this is a different story than Anakin. This isn't we can save Anakin like we wanted to. Like that's what right. all six movies are about. Is, is you know redeeming Anakin and, and sorry JD spoiler alert. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I, think, I, I don't think you care at this point. Not all six. Well, it's, it's like, the the full story is is. It's probably see. it's probably it's probably like uh, three, four, five, and six. I mean, the entire saga is about Darth Vader. You know that, yes. right? Yes. Okay. It, but even though four, five, and six seem like they're about Luke, when you when you add the prequels into it and go by what Lucas says. This is a whole story about Anakin Skywalker. Um, uh, you know, whether you believe that or not, that's just what he says, and that's what it's supposed to feel like. Anyway, anyway, this is all speculation. You know, we don't know. Kylo Ren is still a cool, evil character, regardless of what he chose and how, when he chose it, or any of, like any of all that. And it's going to be cool to see what happens in Episode Eight, uh, where we go from there. What what Captain Phasma does when she returns. And Benicio del Toro has already been cast as a role for next episode. We don't know what he's going to play, but he has been cast. Uh, he's a bad guy, I believe. Is what hey, well, it was funny because I read something that he said. He's like, I'm a bad guy? That's not the script I read. <laughs> it's funny because you know he's going to be a bad guy. Was that him? That was somebody else that tweeted that about something no, I, else. I thought it was him. No. Anyway, uh, episode eight briefly is being written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Cannot wait for that to happen. Uh, due to be released May 26th, so we only have a year and six months to go. Woo. Yep. Wait, J.J. Uh, Abrams isn't directing it? No, he's going to be an executive producer, but they're doing a different writer or a different director for every movie. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Maybe they need a new writer, too. Uh, the director of the episode nine is the guy that did Jurassic World, Colin Trevorrow. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like Jurassic World cinematography a lot, so there you go. And safety not interesting. Just nervous with the storytelling. Safety not guaranteed <laughs> was also a very good story. That was a good one. Um, Ryan Johnson is writing episode nine, so uh, with with I think Colin Trevor. I don't know who's writing it. I could be wrong, but I know he's writing it. Uh, returning to that movie, uh, this I don't think it's a spoiler alert. Uh, Billy Dee Williams. Billy Dee Williams is not confirmed to be returning. <laughs> Come on, where's Lando? Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Uh, Adam Driver is back, of course. Uh, Max is going to be back. Lupita Nyong'o is back. Uh, Domhnall Gleeson, so we're going to get more Hux. I don't think that was a surprise to anybody. Carrie Fisher will be returning. Daisy Ridley will be returning. Of course, Finn will be back. Uh, Luke will have a bigger role. Poe Dameron. Captain Phasma, we've already discussed, will be back. Uh, We'll see. What do you mean, we'll see? Uh, I'm, I'm, you gotta explain that one to me. Uh, I don't, I, you know, Darth Vader escaped lots of things. Oh, so you're telling me Han Solo could still be alive? Han Solo no. is not alive. Well, not alive, oh. he was stabbed and then thro- there, right, right. He was stabbed and then throw down a huge pit. You're not going to survive that. <sighs> the Han Solo, Luke, Leia, they all survived the trash compactor. That's not the same thing. It is that exactly the same thing. That trash compactor did not blow up. She had time to get off. All right, I'm hoping so because <laughs> I want to see. I want to see more of her, but I was let down by that. That right. was one of my letdowns of the movie. We're let down that that's how she that you thought she was dead. 
she was in the all you saw was <laughs> We're the going last in circles. Going no 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry and, were you let down because she you thought she was dead or that she didn't have a lot of time on screen not a lot of time on screen there you I go that's a different me. story okay I think she, she's supposed to be a badass just I mean, like just like Poe and just like a few characters we didn't get to see a lot of like 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 Hux we didn't get to see a lot of Donald Gleason's character enough I think I think we're gonna see more of him of course in the next one. And then same thing with Poe, same thing with Phasma, same thing mm-hmm. with Luke. I think we're going to get a lot more of those. Same thing with R2-D2. We're going to get a lot more of those guys uh, in the next one. So, something to look forward to. In the meantime, to serve you over until May 25th or 6th, uh, there's the anthology movie, Rogue One, that comes out next year as well. Uh, and it's it's supposed to be focused on a female fighter? Well, it's focused on the whole team as they get the Death Star plans. But it's not going to be Poe. No, this is between episode three and four. I was hoping it'd be Poe. We have 30 years after Jedi. He's not even, or 30 years before this movie. He's not even born yet. That's not going to happen. (laughs) Between three and four. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, this is set. Getting the Death Star plans that lead into episode four. All right, then. Yeah, there we go. Somebody's got a storm warning in the background. That's me. I knew it. All right. Real quick, let's wrap things up. We're over two hours. At least I had one. I don't know if someone else had one, too. Actually, I do too. JD, I'm currently weird. I'm currently reading the Fifth Wave. Actually, I'm not reading it, but I bet you can guess. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I bet you can guess how I'm consuming this new entertainment. Oh, are you using this little thing we called AudibleTrial.com/slash AtomicGeekdom? That's just the name of the website. That's not actually what he's using, but <laughs> AudibleTrial.com/slash AtomicGeekdom, where you can get awesome audiobooks you get a free 30-day trial with a free audiobook download and then you also help us out continually making these awesome what is this two and a half hour show now almost taking forever (laughs) but it's great it's worth it but you continue to help us make these shows one more time audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom please and thank you please and thank you thank you it's a great audiobook too dave are you far in it no not very far i keep Going back to my podcasts when I take long drives, so I need to focus in on the book. Nice, you got to hurry up because you also—they've already got you know book twos out there on Audible too for well, I just uh, the get, Infinite Seeds. So. Right. I have all of them. Ooh, I have. When does the next one come out? I have the first two. I just haven't read them yet. The uh, the third one comes out, I think, in May, like April or May. I comes just out wanna, the is the second one as good as the first? Yes, the story just progressively gets better. Oh, I just want to finish oh, this good. one before the movie comes out, of course. Oh, yeah, hey, that's Jenny, how I'm doing it. Jenny, I want you my, too. Jenny, my son finished The Martian. Nice. And his only gripe it was a great movie, but he does not picture Matt Damon in that role. Oh, stop! You know it what's funny perfect. is you guys, you guys heard <laughs> me complain. I going into it could not picture oh, him no, as Mark no, Watt at he, all. He, finished, he did he a finished, great job. He finished no, the he book and does not picture him in that role. Yeah, I we tell didn't. him I we, had the same yeah. same reservations, but I was totally proven wrong. Matt yeah, Damon did actually great. did a really good job as Mark Watt. I just rewatched it yesterday. I loved it. It's super good movie. It's fantastic. I, have, I haven't finished it. I I watched like half of it and I got tired. Have you Have you read the book yet, Tom? No, it's sitting right here. I mean, my they son leave just out, they leave out a pretty important part that I was kind of disappointed in. But I mean, it was already like a two and a half hour movie, so. And this is almost a two and a half hour podcast. So, all right. So, yes. Use your audibletrial.com slash Tom Keekdom free audiobook to get the Martian if you haven't already. And then go back and listen to our podcast where we interview the writer of that book. Um, 
and uh, go to our website, atomicgames.com, and click on the Entertainment Earth banner to buy all kinds of cool memorabilia, uh, toys, tchotchkes, all that kind of great stuff. Tchotchkes. And, and everything you buy helps us, uh, like JD said, to bring you better content, better quality, all that good stuff. Sends us to cooler things like more conventions and bigger interviews, all that kind of great stuff that uh, I know you're all yearning for, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Totally. Uh, we are on Twitter, as I said, at Atomic Geekdom. JD, you are at? J Freaking D. Jenny is at? Robbie Art. Tom, you are at? Skiz underscore world. Oh, you finally said it right. Uh, an update. Tom has five, or is following five people and has 19 followers. Still only has yep. 36 tweets. Woo! His last tweet Dang. was on October 3rd, talking about the Black I'm Black. on fire, baby. I'm on fire. Right. All right. <laughs> Uh, check out the website, TommyGeekdom.com, where we try to post as much news and cool articles as we can. My first uh, volume of Doctor Who binge-watching is up there. The review of Star Wars is up there. Uh, pictures of Doctor Strange that were released today are up there. Uh, millions of trailers that came out over the past couple of weeks are up there. And then also you can find the Two Broke Geeks podcast on the website. And they just had like 16 episodes in the past week. It was pretty crazy. And I'm going to officially relaunch my What I'm Reading article, so give me a little bit, but I'll have some, some books and some reviews. There you go. You heard it from her first. Yeah, I'm, I'm stating that just to hold me liable. <laughs> She's got a cool Walking Dead column coming up soon, uh, too. Yes, uh, I'm almost done with that one. Previewing a character you're going to get There's to There's a third too. Walking Dead compendium. I cannot believe that. There's there, like, there's like there almost are, 150 issues, dude. 150th comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah, there's a lot. By the way, if you haven't seen it, check out the new cover art for it because the original artist did the 150th cover to look just like the first cover, just updated. It's fabulous. Just saying. There you go. Uh, If you want to email us, you can get us info at AtomicGeekdom.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Google+, Stitcher. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. And please, 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 please leave us a review because that always helps us out. Uh, The business of promoting things is out of the way. And I typically give Jenny the the, the word of the day. Do you have one prepared? Uh, yes. Okay. Marks. Good set. Dorcasaurus. Thank you.